Guess who's got some great news for you guys? I do. Um, so first things first, right off the bat, I have started the draft top giveaway. Um, I will be presenting details on how you can enter, but it will be, uh, the official dates are August 10th through September 31st at midnight. So if you want to get in on the draft top giveaway, that is how you're going to do it. With that being said, um, you'll have to enter your name, your, uh, first name, last name, um... And then your email address, rules and restrictions do apply. Uh, they um, usually like the basic stuff, have to be 18 years or older. Uh, I'll just mail it to you. Um, have to be in the United States. Uh, I'm not going internationally yet, so I apologize in advance if that offends somebody um, or they're not in the United States to apply. Um, although if you do apply, and I see that you're from not around here, I will work it out maybe with you that I can ship it over there. Um, so that being said, thanks to Drafttop for sponsoring that. Um, next big news, Saturday is my birthday, August 5th. So I'm sure I'll be coming back with stories next week. And I don't know what's going to be going on next week as far as podcasting goes because I'm going to be doing a whole bunch of stuff next week uh, in lieu of my birthday and in lieu of a bunch of other things as well. Uh, it's a pretty big week for me uh and even this past week has been ridiculously busy um third uh before i get right into the sponsor um actually fuck it we're just gonna go right into the sponsor so um this show as all shows um to date have been sponsored by none other than the nerds that care i was recently um told that uh geek squad will be removed from best buy um so it's going to be even harder to get your computers fixed and issues resolved. So that's why you need a specialist. And specialists, um, it's a team of guys um, and ladies that uh, are able to resolve your computer issues, take care of any problems that you're having, and keep your business running at 100%. Anytime that you your computer's down, you're losing money. And because of that, it's costing you more money than some kind of technical support and I'm not saying that you need to go you might not maybe tech support's not exactly the right thing for you but it can't hurt to sit down with a IT specialist and talk to them about a resolution for your company um, or even you personally so appreciate them for sponsoring the show and tonight I had my buddy Josh Kreitzman on uh, he owns a law a law firm a CPA firm Kreitzman and Kreitzman and we talked about a whole bunch of shit. Um, there was one core topic that we really, really touched upon that pretty much brought it all, all full circle, um, which was time, time management. Uh, big thing that I'm working on in my book right now. We talked a whole, about a whole bunch of other things, a whole bunch of other things, money, finance, how to make money with no money. Um, just uh, we just touched upon so many great things. It was one of my absolutely undoubtedly one of my favorite episodes uh he got me all fired up and we just had really really good conversation uh he's a great buddy of mine i don't see him as much as i'd like to but he's just he's always there always willing to help um and just a really cool down-to-earth guy so without further ado welcome josh kreitzman
it? That's fucking it. You just touch a button. One button. Wow. I do the intro. Now I figured it out. Because you know why you did that? Because I fucked you up last time and and now everybody was like, wow, that was the crappiest (laughs) intro because that guy kept interrupting you. And then, (laughs) and then, uh, and now you had to change it because it's like, I don't want Josh Kreitzer to ever interrupt my intro ever again. He's such a jerk, that guy. <laughs> the, uh, no, I, I, I had an epiphany. So it's been a while since you've obviously been on here. And I figured out how to modify audio. Crazy, right? Took me fucking how many weeks and over the course of time. And I was like, I was like, I got to be able to figure out how to do this. Because sh- I want to give people like just a brief summary in the beginning of like what we talked about. So that way they're not going in blindfolded, which... I just want to be like, hey, you know, we brushed on like these four topics, whatever it is. So that way, at least they know right in the beginning, is this something I want to listen to or is this something I'm not that interested in? Okay. So I was like, all right, there's got to be a way to do it. And I was like, I need opening music because that's like when you're like legit, I guess. So now, now, what's your opening music? I've never, I haven't heard the opening, I have to admit. You haven't? Oh, I, should I play it? I play well, it. if you're going to play, the, I could just listen to it later. And You could. Oh, here, here no, here's what we're going to do. Dude, that opening is the best opening ever. Love your opening. <laughs> Thanks, man. Love Appreciate it. it. Oh, man. I don't know where you got that music from, but that's killer. I found it from some kid in, in the UK. Yeah? Yeah. I, is I, it, what's his name? Is it is it uh, Bono? Is it Joe Strummer? No, it's uh, uh, was it D, DJ Squid, DJ Square, something like that. Okay. Not Yeah, nothing crazy. He's got a shitload of followers, though. Does and he know you're stealing his music? He does. Okay. He does. I said, uh, you know, when I, when I fire up my... Uh, when I fire up my website, I'm going to give you a little spot on there and say, you know, opening audio. Because I just come out with more and more stuff that I'm like, I just want to steal your shit. DJ Square? Squid? Yeah, I'm going to I'm gonna pull it up now just so I, I don't fuck this one up. Because he de- he deserves all the credit for making ridiculously good quality um, opening it's music. F- it's funny because a friend of mine is doing a podcast and I... DJ I, Quads. DJ, <laughs> DJ Square, DJ Squid. Yeah. DJ Octopus. <laughs> DJ Quads. Yeah. <laughs> It's the same. It's all good. <laughs> DJ I mean, Quads. We're, we're close. Uh, his name is Jonathan uh, Elijah or Lilja. L I L. Yeah, L I L J A. He's okay. from Sweden. Uh, he's so six- he's not from the UK, and his name's not DJ Octopus. <laughs> I, I but he's up. from Sweden, and <laughs> his name is DJ. I knew Quad. he was from over there. I look. He's from somewhere where there's oceans, and then there's land, and then there's some more ocean. Yeah, and then he actually land. lives on this giant rock. <laughs> That's hot on the inside here's, and cold on the outside. Here's what we can guarantee. Somewhere on the Earth's crust <laughs> is this guy, and he's got two turntables, maybe a microphone. We're not 100% sure. And, but he's doing this intro, and it, I'm telling you personally, I think it kicks, it kicks major butt <laughs> way better than DJ Cavs. <laughs> DJ Quad is way better than DJ Hamstring. He's, uh, <laughs> I can attest. We're going to actually go to Sweden you and I. And we're going to see go, him? We're going to meet him, and then he's going to punch us in the face and be like, thanks for the opening, jerk-offs. Yeah. <laughs> Good job. <laughs> he's, he's super nice. I wrote him, and I was like, hey, I want to steal your music if that's okay. And he was like, just give me a shout-out. Actually, so this is a huge shout-out for him because uh, I just told him, I was like, look, I'll give you a spot on my website. And he goes, that's that's great. Um, and he's just produced more and more songs that I'm like – I'm going to steal that. And he does have free downloads, so it's not like he's like making it hard oh, and I'm, cool. I'm going through a lot of loops and, and jumping through all this stuff to get his stuff. He he allows you to download it, and I just asked him if I could use it. So 
He's getting a huge shout out. I'm definitely going to listen to it because I, I was so a friend of mine is doing this podcast. It's going to be awesome. She's really cool and and I told her so I do some music on the side or whatever it is and and I was like oh, I'll write you I'll write you the intro and she played me a couple of things that she liked uh-huh. and so I went home and I was like fiddling around with you know Garage Band and I played some I, stuff. yeah so you you've been yeah. playing the guitar a lot lately yeah yeah I've been you know I've been stressing out lately so I've been playing a lot of guitar mm. and. Uh, so I, I made this thing, and and I was like, yeah, it's really good. And I said to her, to her, and she's like, oh, this, what do you think? And she's like, yeah, it's um, it has some sort of Bee Gees vibe. And I'm like, yeah, um, I wasn't really going for that, but okay. So I'm guessing you don't like it. And she's like, <laughs> and she's like, she's like being I'm bush. gonna say, I'm gonna say no to the song, but thank you. And I'm like, okay, because normally when someone says something has a Bee Gees vibe, it's probably not a compliment. So I didn't. I was like, okay, no problem. And inside, a part of me died. <laughs> I <laughs> inside, worked so hard inside for you a for part this. of me. There was a whole 25 minutes of my life that I'm never getting back. Uh, hey, you know what though? At least you could say you tried. <laughs> yes, I did try. And it, and it's like once you try and you put yourself out there and then you get rejected, you're just like. Do I continue on? No, because then it's super awkward. Because you're Fuck like, yeah. Because then you're like, no, I'll give you another one. And she's like, oh no, no, not that. You've done enough. <laughs> You've done You've enough done damage. Enough. I'm gonna go call uh, DJ uh, Quads and see what he's up to. She sh- look she- into it. I-, I think I'm going to recommend that to her because if you know he's- he does like he does like a lot of like electric. You do obviously acoustic. Yeah, yeah. He does yeah. like he does like electric mixes and stuff like that. So. But I just I happened to stumble across his music. I was like, "Wow, this shit is really good!" And then I hit him up. And yeah, it's, it's this is you know it's amazing the, what you can find. And you know, there's like a friend of mine was telling me this website. I I think it's you can hire people to make videos. These get people in like the Ukraine and they make Fiverr. Vi- I think that might be what it is. I'm not yeah, sure. Fiverr you can pretty much get anything on for and, anyone who doesn't. And you know like these dudes who are like in the Ukraine do like these major produced like videos and for like two minutes of like your business and they could do all this stuff that would cost you thousands of dollars here in the United States. Because it's a cookie cutter. 50 bucks or something. They have all their, they have all their shit. It's, it's already done. Like I, I got my logo on Fiverr and he already has like the graphic, the whole nine. And he just, okay, like let's take this Einstock thing, for example. So, oh, you want it to look like that, but you want your logo up here, but, and you kind of like that and you want something like that. Okay. Boom. Put your logo or a microphone up there. Brutally honest there, and then we'll just put, like, by Harrison Barron down there. And then, there you go, it's done. He didn't have to do anything. He just swapped out some things. So, I've learned that, because I'm looking into having somebody do a lot of stuff for me on there, and and looking to do um, a bunch of different things. They have writers and stuff like that, but writing, is, I guess, is a little different. But a lot of it is, oh, you want this logo? Here's what I do. If you want something different, you have to go find that person, which is fine. I don't mind. Not everybody's going to be an expert in all different things, but same thing with the videos. Like I was like looking at um, openers for YouTube, and some of these guys have all these really good openers. There's like 10 of them that you could pick from, but that's it. Right. So some of them will be like a drop of ink and water, and then it just opens up, and, and then like as it disperses, your name appears, and like all these different ones. So one of the things I'm going to be doing in the next few weeks, uh, months, weeks, is I'm working with a friend of mine, Jonathan Carroll, and we're going to be um, creating these YouTube videos which is mm-hmm. something that we're going to be doing. Remember you asked me what I was up to, and I was like, oh, yeah, yeah. nothing. And then you're like, okay, we'll just kind of chit-chat on the show, and now all of a sudden I have things to talk about. So here we are. Um, Absolutely. That's how so, it rolls. So um, 
we're we're basically it's gonna be the two of us. We're gonna do like really two one to two minute videos about business and you know common business questions about insurance and accounting and and stuff like that. And uh, so we're gonna do these YouTube videos, and we're always looking for you know like an opening. But I was thinking more of like the bar mitzvah nineteen eighties opening where they have like the fade in from like the pixelated look, and then they play Kenny G. You know? <laughs> yes, I know what you're you talking about. Talking. So I don't you know when my bar mitzvah, <laughs> the bar mitzvah look. Yeah, the bar mitzvah look where they then they show you all the food and they're like oh look this look is at this the, meal that we're eating look this is the the slow bar. pan across everything yeah yeah and they're playing <laughs> the Kenny G music's playing yeah, yeah. Kenny G was very he must have made a shit ton of money for those bar mitzvah videos if he didn't get any royalties for that he got screwed uh, uh, I don't know I mean could you imagine you, know, you want to know what's crazy is I just found this out and because I really don't know too much about this whole like copyright thing, like this, that, and the other thing, I'm like still learning about it. It's I'm not fuck- really sure about this whole. Yeah, but because um, I'm writing a book, and I was listening to somebody today on a podcast, and they're like, "You're writing a book?" Yeah, it's nice. going to be called the Millennial Survival Guide. Oh wow, that's yep, awesome! To teach millennials how to not suck at life, uh, hopefully. Good luck. Yes, I know. Um, but there, and I was like, "Oh, you know, it'd be cool if I could do an audio." And I was listening to a podcast today about um, Adobe's coming out with this thing called the. Uh, OVO, A-U-V-O, or something like that, where they can, you speak for 40 minutes, and it basically phonetically will take all the segments, and you could literally just, if I say, hey Josh, how was your day today, and I was like, oh, you know, I wanted to change that, I don't have to re-say it, I, they can just put put it in, and it'll automatically chop it up to sound legit, it's the craziest fucking thing in the world, I showed a bunch of people in the office today, and it'll sound just like me. Really? It's like next level shit. So I was like, holy crap. So if I could get, once this project's released and it's available to the public, I'm like, I don't even have to speak my book because I'm a terrible reader, especially when I'm reading out loud. When I'm reading to myself, I'm not so bad. But I'm like, I don't want to fuck something up and then I got to go back and cut it all out and I got to redo all these chunks and chunks and chunks to make sure it sounds good. Maybe I could just take a podcast that I've done that's myself for right. 40 minutes or 30 minutes and because they need 40 to be to be the best and I think it's up to an hour would be is like the perfect right and maybe I could just put that whole that whole book into there and it'll just do it right and it's perfect and if and if a word changes let's just say I want to update the book later on down the road or where I figure out something or I release additions to the book whatever it is I'm just throwing out crazy ideas you can just put that into the software and it spits out you speaking like perfectly so that's pretty amazing what? i mean here i i'm i was also writing a book about accounting but it was a children's book because i feel like 8 year olds need to know debits and credits and i feel like it's really important for them i think they should learn how to do that too yeah i think it's one of the saddest things that schools don't teach I, you know, I think it's crazy that schools don't teach that in economics and finance and things like that. It's just, you know, you, you look at all the people who, you know, you get questions about credit card debt, and then all of a sudden everyone's, you know, using all their money, and then they don't understand why they don't they don't have any money to spend. You know, it's it's, it's crazy. People don't understand how that whole, whole deal works. The I just um, I'm almost done reading Rich Dad Poor Dad. Oh, great book! Love that book. And. It's such an eye opener. Sure. That I'm like, holy shit. Like the amount of stuff. Like you go through school, 
college, all the sh- and even college barely touch on touches on finance unless you go for accounting or finance. And I'm like, they don't teach you shit on money. Well, so I like the book. How far? I don't want to spoil the end, but he, I he am, dies in the end. Just FYI. Just I'm right. sorry, I don't want to spoil the end, but I'm gonna fucking crush your dreams right <laughs> the, now. The, the poor dad dies in the end, and uh, the rich dad dances on his grave. That's no, yeah, you're fucking lying. No, I'm lying. That's not what happens. I was, all right. I was um, gonna say there's no way. I I remember reading that book, and the one thing that struck me was I liked the first half. I felt like the first half of the book was really good. Uh-huh. Um, when it talks about you know the differences between the two dads, and one's in education and he saves his money and mm-hmm. does all these things, and the other one is uneducated and and does all these you know investments and understands the world, and he's you know street savvy and you know and that that kind of thing. You know the two dads, and I thought that was really cool. But then the book takes this really weird turn with this guy like auctioning off real estate and buying real estate, and that's where it lost me. Because I was just like, I don't have this kind of money, and I'm not interested in this. This is not. He talks where a lot I'm about making that. money with no money. Yeah, and I, I thought I, it was bullshit. Well, and I was like, I was like, wow. I was like, how does it take? Because I, I was always a firm believer in how does it take no money to make money? Right. Which I think that's that's like that's bullshit. There's got to you need money to make money. And I watched a guy called uh, named Gary Vaynerchuk. I don't know if you ever heard of him. Uh, sounds familiar. So he owns these these media companies, and he's like, "How to earn an extra?" T- he's he's like, "I challenge everybody that follows me on YouTube to make an extra twenty thousand dollars this year." I'm like, twenty fucking thousand dollars, and I only started watching this um, two weeks ago. Right. So you gotta catch like, up. I got you only got of- like five months left. Yeah. To make twenty thousand dollars. Yeah. And I'm like, fuck, man. Like, how does he do this? And he starts talking about like eBay, 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 eBay. And I'm like, I'm like, what what is this right. shit? What's he selling on eBay? He goes he went out to um like a thrift shop and spent like, I don't know, a couple dozen bucks. Like let's just say fifty bucks, a hundred bucks. A couple a couple dozen bucks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it really wasn't a lot of money. A hundred dollars might be a lot of money to somebody, but he goes okay. in and he starts selling all the shit that he got on in a thrift store. 10 bucks, 10 bucks, 15 bucks, 50 bucks, 100 bucks. I'm like, holy shit. He just turned $100 and multiplied his profit tenfold. He's like, he's somewhere in the thousands. And he goes, that was one weekend. I didn't even have to work for it. And I'm sitting there and now, and now I'm watching other people, like how I made 20000 in, in in one month as opposed to 12 months. He goes, I, I took out Gary Vaynerchuk's thing. And I'm now, now my fucking, my brain starts ticking. I'm like, how did he do this? And he's like, I found deals online, and I have a good buddy of mine who does this too. He finds all these deals online. I mean, really good deals. He knows how much it retails for, and he's getting it for dirt cheap because Walmart's having the sale, Target's having the sale, uh, Amazon's having a sale, and he he buys it. And they and he's like, before I even own it, I'm posting it on eBay, and then I'm just getting it and having it shipped to my house. And if I don't sell it in those fourteen days. Or whatever it is, he goes. I'll just return it back to the store. I'll get my money back, no harm, no no foul. And if they and he goes, I sold and I sell it constantly. And I'm constantly flipping shit. But who has time for this? Don't you See, have a job? Here's the fucked up part. I was like, that's what I said. Who has time for this? I'm I like, mean, this I shit have, takes five I, minutes to do. No, it doesn't. It takes it takes stuff to remember. I mean, I can't even freaking remember to to cancel a, a subscription I've had for seven <laughs> months at the gym. I mean, it takes like eight seconds to do. Give me a fucking break. Nothing takes eight seconds to do. No, Nothing no, no. in life. And I'm sorry, but I, I hear what you're saying. And you know what? Here's what I'm going to say. Mm-hmm. Because I say, what's today? The third of August. Yeah. Today's the third of August. I'm second, gonna, second. I'm I'm doing this. 
challenge accepted, and I will come on this podcast, and I'm going to do what you're talking about. I'll I'll watch this Vanderchuk guy for a month, okay, and then I'm going to go and do whatever he said, and I'll tell you if it, if it's possible because you know what, my life is jam packed full of shit. Okay, yeah. I got a ton of stuff to well, do. Well, it's twenty thousand in one year. No, no, I'm not saying I'm going to make twenty thousand, but I want to see what kind of return, and then we can extrapolate yeah. the twenty thousand to see if it's possible. Okay, because twenty thousand a month. You know, we could do what? So about, you, it's over a thousand a month. It's yeah. like fifteen hundred bucks a month. Fifteen hundred to eighteen hundred a month. Yeah, right. A little, a little less than two thousand a month. So that would be twenty four thousand. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna see if it's possible. You know what? I'll, I'll watch these videos. So today's August third. Yeah. Right. Okay. Is that okay that we say August third in a podcast? I mean, we didn't say the year. So then next year you could play this on August third. No one would ever know. Well, it's all, it's also August second, not third. Oh, today's not the third. No, tomorrow's third. Oh. Is your watch off? Yeah, <laughs> I've been writing. The you were th- so certain about it too. I've been writing the. I've been writing the third on everything. Ah, <laughs> oh, crap! Is, let me see this watch. No, it Is, says the second. I'm kidding. Oh, whoa! But uh, it's a Swatch watch. I have a Swatch. So I the, heard these things are animals, dude. So is that a battery? Uh, yeah. How oh, do you I think thought they, I thought they were all motion pa- motion done. Motion done? Like um, like automatic. Like like you swing it around. And yeah. No. What? Yeah, dude. Batteries run on watches, bro. Not all I, I mean, watches run on batteries, bro. <laughs> <laughs> batteries oh, run on watches, so, man. I'm so fucked up today. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even on drugs, and this is what I'm saying. So today's August second. I'm gonna watch this. I'll, I will make it my mission for the next month. I'm gonna I'm gonna do this, okay? Uh-huh. And, and I will come back. Maybe I'll do it while I'm watching. This. I'll send you the video. Send me the video because I I don't believe it. I'm with you. I I think this is a crock of shit. And you know what? I wake up in the morning. I'm waking up at 7.30. I, I do my thing in the morning. I get I get to work at 8.30-ish. I got meetings all day. I'm at clients all day. I'm doing my thing all day. I get home at 5, 5, 5 o'clock. I give my kids dinner. I make dinner for myself. It's like 6.30, 7 o'clock. Maybe I have some time to like read something on the internet or maybe I'll have some time to like play guitar or do whatever it is I do. 8, 8 8.30, I'm, I'm fucking exhausted. So I don't have time to like – for five seconds to go, oh, shit, that's right. The 10 televisions that I ordered from Best Buy are here. <laughs> i got to remember to post them on eBay or well, here, i got to remember. Well, here's to what I did. Whatever. Here's what so, I did. I can't do I that. I found um, – and I was like, let me just try one. Okay. And I found a, a hard drive at Best Buy. Right. And it was on sale for literally like – I think it was like 60% off. Okay. It was normally like 300 I got it for like 160 I was like – Fuck yeah, that's a great deal. And I was like, let me see if this whole concept works. Yeah. So uh, before I even bought the thing, I waited like three hours to buy it, hoping the sale wasn't going to end or I was going to get fucked. And how nervous were you? Tell oh, me, you're, you're like, you kept checking it like every eight seconds. I wasn't nervous. I was just like, I don't want to get screwed and lose money on this. And I was like, you know what? Let me just order it so that way at least it's in route to my house. And that way it buys me a couple a couple more days to, to get it out. And I posted it before I even had it on eBay. You know, hard drive. I put it up for 240 Okay. And I haven't gotten what I want for it yet. I've got an offer do, for – Now, do you do it where it's buy now or yes. do you do it – I'm not doing the bidding thing. Okay. So – do you think you're not getting the bites you want because people are also can get this deal at Best Buy for sixty percent off? No, because it already ended. It, it okay. was only up there for twenty four hours, and I've seen what other people are charging for that hard drive on on eBay, and it's it's 
I put mine just a little bit lower, thinking I was hoping to get more hits. I've gotten a lot of hits for it, but I haven't got what I want. I bought it for like one sixty. After tax, it was like one seventy, and I've gotten offers for like one eighty five, one ninety, but I haven't gotten the two forty that I want, which is fine. I'm I'm in no rush to sell it. It's not going to depreciate in value in the next two or three weeks until. And if I hit the point in which I make a return on it, awesome. If I don't hit that return, then I'll just return it back to Best Buy and be like, you know, it's a wash. I didn't, I didn't. I didn't lose anything. I got all my my money back, and I learned that maybe this isn't the right thing. But I had also seen uh, TVs, right? That were going on sale for like two two sixty two seventy, like an off brand TV. Nobody's really ever heard of it, and I searched the exact same one on eBay, and they were going for like eighty dollars more. And I was like, oh shit, you could flip this in no time. Now, how many are selling, and how hot is the product? I don't know, but. I didn't have the money to just shell out to do that, but it's not really costing me anything if I could just flip it and sell it. It only costs you something if you really lose money on it. Yeah, but you have to remember to return it if you don't sell it. That's the problem I'm going to have. Well, you have a wife, kids, and a and a business to run. Well, yeah, I've got a whole ton of shit going on. I mean, that's the thing. Like, and I hear that. Like, I would love to make an easy twenty grand. Trust me, that that's awesome. But like, this whole scenario seems like really difficult. I mean, it's I, not that hard. But it takes time to do. It takes do. time. Yes. And if and you and if that's your if that's the one thing you don't have, if you don't have time, right. then it's impossible. And and you know what? But it that's goes, with everything. But it goes back to the so let's talk about rich dad, poor dad, right? Because that's how this mm-hmm. whole thing started. Is okay, make money from nothing from something. Well, I'm not gonna sit on the steps of an auction house, you know, in Arizona getting bidding on houses. Who the hell's doing that? I mean, one out of every thousand people? I mean, yeah. who, so who's your audience at this yeah. point? So that's what I was saying. Like the first half of the book, super good, mm-hmm. makes total sense. But the second half of the book, where it goes into this whole buying and selling real estate yeah. and, and taking and, and the tax deferment and all this stuff, yeah, I get it. But you know how hard? It, I mean, I have I have clients who are trying to flip houses right now, and it's like it's very difficult. Yeah, it's he not makes easy. it sound a little too yeah. easy. He like dumbs it down for everyone, and makes it so. So all you have to do is buy this house at auction, and it's like okay, and then you sell it, and you make money, and then you take that money and you buy another house, and it's like yeah, that'd be simple. But what about the squatters that are sitting in the house that you bought? I mean, how are you going to get them out? Well, you know, well, I mean, on the, are on you going to think yeah. about those things? On the, the flip renters? side of it, th- on the flip side of it too, I my, I have a very good friend of mine, my buddy Alex, who lives in South Carolina. Right. Great friend of mine. And he closed on his house and was moved in in two days. Right. Bought the house, closed, moved in in two fucking days. Right. So that whole concept that he teaches probably does work, just not in New York because everybody drags their fucking feet here. But but also, you also have to – what if it's a foreclosure? What if the people are still living in the house? You, you got to. There's got to be eviction yeah. procedures. Yes, yes. I yes. mean, there's oh, things sure. that go on. I'm sure. You know, it's for the right house. You have to right. find the right okay. prop. Would it would it work in every scenario? No, but that's everything. You have to make sure you find the right scenario for everything. It's so, not just. So now we're finding out though that some process that that this guy or whoever says takes eight seconds it really doesn't take eight seconds because there are extenuating circumstances to everything. Yeah, in and, that scenario. Was it legit? I believe so. Sure, of course. But it just doesn't work in every scenario. And, and I feel like it's the same thing with people who do couponing, right? 
the, the people who go to the grocery store and they do the couponing and and they, they oh, like literally the get paid. Yeah, they like get coupons and they walk into the shop right and they buy all this like three grocery carts full of crap and then they get to the 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 front of the line and they're putting all their stuff on and they got all these coupons and literally the store is paying them for all this stuff. Yes. And it's like I want to do that. I'm. I would. I. I don't want to pay for my groceries. And then when you find out, like the amount of work that these people put in on a day to day basis. I mean, I have a. I have another friend. She's amazing with these credit card deals. Like she gets these credit card deals, and then she she does the points and all this stuff and blah blah blah. And and she's like, oh, don't use this card on this day. Use this card on this day. And then I'm like, I can't keep track of all this. That's the one thing I, mean, I think is bullshit. I don't have time for this. Exactly. It comes. It comes down to the time. Who like cares. I, there was there was a there was a pretty big math thing done. I feel like my voice has gone up like ten octaves since we started. Fuck I'm it. very angry cares, today. Man. I'm a very angry man today. <laughs> so I'm very angry today. It's uh, a very angry day. You've caught me on the wrong day. <laughs> I feel bad. You said it was ten. Hey, I love I love the energy. Yeah, energy is great. I just like man. I'm just this is a bitch session. Yeah, <laughs> fuck those grocery people. Get out of my way. You know, and those people that put the carts and they got 11 items and they're in the 10-item lane, those assholes, they should freaking go in the, the regular lane and let me go past with my three balls of mozzarella cheese and some tomatoes. <laughs> I I hear you. I hear you. <laughs> but there was oh, – I'm trying to remember. There was it was a math thing done a while ago because when that whole extreme couponing thing broke out and yeah. it was like – Big. Like early 2000s. Yeah. yeah. And I remember somebody, and I remember like, I can't remember if it was a YouTube video or it was like a TV show. And it was like, here it is, fooled. And people were like, oh, you know, I got all this shit for free. But the problem is, and I talk about this in my book that I'm writing, is that time factor that, that we keep coming back to. Yeah, you got all that shit for free. But how much time did you right. actually did invest? What did it cost you in time? Exactly. And that's what people yeah. don't think about. Exactly. And, you know, as so, it's interesting. I have two things I want to say. So uh, today I had a, a, a networking meeting with a couple, bunch of lawyers and uh, CPAs. And, uh, you know, one attorney was telling the story about how he got screwed out of some um, – a client owes him money and he's going to sue him. And I was like, oh, man, if this lawyer suing this guy, it's got to be something significant. And he says it's $2,500. It's like twenty five hundred dollars. You charge, you must charge six hundred dollars an hour. So if the guy owes you twenty five hundred, let's say you're going to spend another, you want to spend another twenty five hundred getting your money back, suing him, right? Taking yeah. him to small claims court. So that's only four hours of your time. Yeah. Right. Is it really four, that much of a loss? Like, let it go. Right. I mean, why would you People waste your time? Like that, you man. can actually instead of spending those four hours trying to burn that guy and, and trying to say, you know, you fucked me, so now I'm, it's the principle of the thing. Those four hours can now be spent, you know, actually getting business. Yes. Yep. And instead of losing $2,500 plus another $2,500 trying to sue the guy, maybe never collecting in small claims court or taking half, you can actually – And that's if you get it done in one day. Right, and that's you, so that now you can actually spend that time getting three or four clients that will actually pay you ten, you know, $1,000 – $10,000 – and now you've you've quadrupled your number, and and forget that guy. So you never do work for him again. And you yeah. know that's that's how you got to look at it. I mean, like you said, time is 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 a measurable uh, economic factor that people forget to keep in to take. And you know the beauty of stuff that I do as a CPA, the stuff that you do. Mm-hmm. You know your time has a value, right? It's not like 
you know, a lot of times we do have deliverables. We have financial statements. You have computers. You have, you know, setups. But most of the time, most of the time what people are paying for is your brain and your time. Yep. And if, you know, and so that's, that is the key. And if someone burns you on money, you can go after them and spend your effort and spend your energy doing that. Or you could just say, fuck that guy or a girl because sometimes girls do it. I mean – Let's, let's be honest here, <laughs> you know, but I was just shocked because I, I said, I was like, dude, don't you think that it would be smarter to like let it go? And he's like, no, it's not. And I but sometimes it's ego driven. That's, oh, yeah. yeah. And what and what's it hits ego? Oh, there's a little gnat. There's I like just, some I sort of saw. fruit fly flying I around. Know, it's I like inhaled one earlier today. Yeah. Um, Sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt. No, it's all good. It's all good. He's I like saw him too. Out. I try to catch him sometimes, but it's Jeff Goldblum. He's hanging out on my microphone. <laughs> the uh, but people don't take that into consideration. I was talking to my buddy about it. I'm like, and I use it in my. I use almost this exact reference in my book. I'm like, let's just say you make ten dollars an hour, the bare minimum wage, and people go out and they go they go out to dinner or they go out to eat or whatever it is, and it's it's ten dollars, and you eat that food in five minutes. Was that worth an hour of your time? Because that's basically what you're you're just trading your time for something for basically a piece of paper that symbolizes your time and you're giving it to somebody to trade them for their time and their product. Right. Yeah. And and I told somebody that and they're like mind blown. I'm like that's basically what money is. It's just cuz it's not backed by gold anymore. So what is it? It's just a representation of your time in a bill form. Yeah. It's crazy. Well, that's great. All right, podcast over. Thank God. We've, we figured out the world. We've, we're done. We're, we're out of here. <laughs> <laughs> we're, uh, we're t- wow, holy shit, time flies. We're 30 minutes in already. What? Yep. Did we do the intro? I don't remember if we did the intro. I'll do. Uh, trust me, I'll do the intro later. Do the intro. Do the intro. La, la, la. I can't believe we're thirty minutes. Nah, we're good. This is great. I mean, we're now getting into the heart of the stuff. That the fact that the economy is going to collapse. It's all over, baby. I mean, so you're an accountant. What do you think about the economy? How fuck on a scale one to fucked? How fucked are we? Nah, we're fine. There's nothing wrong with. It. Listen, it's due for a correction. Is it? I don't know. You never know. You, here's what I know. I'll tell you exactly what I know. I know enough. That I know that I, you can't predict anything that's going to happen, and those who think they can have no clue what the fuck they're talking about. Even the smartest people out there, the the, the Richard Reichs or whatever, the big economists in Harvard and Yale mm-hmm. and whatever, they could sit there and study charts and they can study anything they want. But the truth is, historical data is not an indicator of future performance ever. And that's why it's hard to predict stock markets. That's why it's hard to predict the economy. That's why it's hard to predict the weather. Yeah, you can make some educated guesses and you could say, sure, based on these GDP numbers, based on these unemployment numbers, based on the fact that, yeah, okay, is it really that hard to surmise that because the stock market has basically had gains since 2010 and is at the highest point it ever was that there's going to be some sort of correction? Is that like so far-fetched? No, of course. But people have been saying that for six months now, and it's gone up and up and up and up and up. 
So then as soon as it goes down, up. Oh, see, I told you so. It's like, oh, oh well, of course. Yeah. I know. Great. I know. Good good guessing. Yeah. It, you know, that's like it's gone up. I knew it was going to come down. It's like, oh, yeah. th- thanks Every, a lot. Uh, that goes up good job, down. Nostradamus. I mean, really, we didn't see that one happening. So, you know, what I say is it's really not about, you know, as a CPA, for me, it's not about predicting what the economy is going to do or what the stock market is going to do or what business is going to do. What it's about is it's about talking to people. It's about getting involved and making educated decisions based on your your feeling of, of what's happening and on the ground. And I know it's kind of similar saying, okay, well, we're still making educated guesses. Mm-hmm. But you know what? You're a business owner. If you're a business owner, you understand your flow of the business. You have high points in the year. You have low points in the year. You know, sometimes you have high points for a long time. I mean, after Sandy, a lot of my clients, after Hurricane Sandy and that huge snowstorm, have been doing terrifically. I mean, I have a lot of construction clients. They've been doing really well. The municipalities have paid a lot of money out. You know, the the government has done really well paying money. And, you know, but who knows? You never know. I mean, tomorrow, like they just had this thing with Venezuela. Now there's this thing going on in Venezuela. Now they're talking about gas prices going up. That could affect a lot of things. So, yeah. but who knew that you know there was going to be a coup in Venezuela? I mean, who who knew that was going to happen? Yeah. No one. It's. I mean, so again, you just you have to be prepared. You save during the good times. You you know you don't get too up. And you don't get too down. And I guess that's why they look at accountants and are like, man, you guys are so boring because, you know, you're nothing, you know, you're, you're like steady. You know, we don't get too emotional. And the truth is because if we were to, you know, if we were to celebrate and go nuts every time everything was great and then be totally depressed and, and, and strung out every time things were yeah, shitty. They have a name for it. It's called being bipolar. Oh, my God. That was disgusting. It just flew into my mouth. I, I inhaled one earlier. Oh, damn. <laughs> <laughs> oh. It's extra protein. That was disgusting. That was disgusting. Anyway, so so I guess what I'm trying to say or what I have been saying is that, you know, it's it's cyclical, yes, and it's it's a wave and I, I always like to think of in the movie uh, Happy Gilmore, right? Kevin Nealon's character and he's like, It's it's a circle. It goes it's like a merry go round. It goes around and around, you go up and down, you pay a quarter, you go up and down and around and around and up and down and up mm-hmm, and down. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know it's a stupid reference, but that's pretty much it. Yeah. I it's, mean, that's... That, that's pretty much it. And it's, it's really how you manage those ups and downs. And when you're up, that's when you ask for... So I'll give advice right here. So whoever's listening, you want advice from a CPA, here's advice. When you're doing your best, when you're at your top, when you're at the best, and this is going to be like no shit, but when you're at your best and you're doing the best work you've ever done, that's when you ask for money from the bank, okay? If, if you are having your best quarter ever, you're having your best month ever, you're having your best year ever... Go to your bank and ask them for more on your line of credit or ask them for a line of credit. You want it now when you don't need it because I'll tell you right now, when you do need it, you will not get it. So the time is now. If you're having See, your, I didn't know that. If you are having the best quarter month ever, then you need to go to the bank right now and ask them for money. Talk about free money. That's how you make money without with somebody else's money. You go to the bank. You get a line of credit for prime plus a quarter of a point. You talk to your CPA. If you don't want to talk to your CPA, you talk to me. We'll, we'll, I know banks. I know people. We'll get them in there. You need money for, uh, you know, for your business. You know, you got something going. You need a small line of credit, 100000 200000 whatever you need. You know, it depends on your sales. But if you're doing great, now's the time to ask. Not when you're struggling. Not when you're seeing a downturn. 
Not when after you've paid out all your bonuses to your people and you have no cash in the bank. The time is when you're at your most flush, when your balance sheet looks the best. That's when you ask for money because that's when the banks will give it to you. When you're sitting in the shitter and you got nothing going on and you're struggling to pay payroll and you're struggling, that's a bad time to ask money from a bank. Really? That's a bad time. That I would have never known. Yeah, a lot. So it makes sense, but it, I don't think it would have made sense unless I heard it from you or oh, somebody else. Because I wouldn't, I wouldn't ever guess that, you know. Oh, you know, look the, the way I would have guessed is, and that's part of the reason why I have the podcast is so I could learn. But I would have been like, oh, you know, now I need the money. I should probably be like, oh, you know, this is what I did last year. Look at how good I did last year. Not when I'm in the moment. Hey, can you hook me up with an extra hundred grand? Boom. Yeah, you always, and that's what you know what, but that's the service. That's the kind of thing that I provide. That's the kind of thing that I bring to the table. Is mm-hmm. you know that's my job, right? So when I go into a client, I go in monthly usually, or sometimes I go in quarterly. But I look at their books. I go, listen, you're gonna, you know, maybe you'll have, maybe usually you have a tough time at some point during the year where you can't afford to pay something, or you want to buy a huge piece of equipment, or you, I could see down the road, you know, in six seven months you may have a problem or whatever it is. At that point, we say, listen, you're doing great. Let's go to the bank. Let's go ask them for some. Let's get a loan. Let's yeah. go ask them for money now. You don't have to use it. You just Let have it. Let it sit there. Yeah. yeah. I mean, what's the cost? It costs you a, a quarter of a point to hold it. I mean, it's what's the big deal? Quarter of a point is what? Point two five. Yeah. Point two five. That's yeah. So, it's yeah. A point penny, is one percent. Yeah. So, you know. So again, that's that's what the stuff that I bring to the table. And you know what? I'm not. I'm not saying. I'm surprised that you didn't know that. What I'm saying is there are business owners that don't think that way and, and they don't think about it. And then when the time comes and they come to me and say, I need – I'm having cash flow issues. So it's like, okay, well, where's your bank line? I don't have it. I don't have one. Oh, boy. You know? Yeah. <laughs> At this well, point, yeah. we're going to try to get yeah. you money. But yeah. most likely, a bank's getting it's like you know, It's like going to the doctor. When should you go to the doctor? Right. When you're in good health, so you stay in good health. Not when you're dying or sick. They can't just magically make you better. Right, exactly. And they also need to get a baseline, right? Yeah. And you need to get you need to have a relationship, right? So you need to have a good relationship. So if you have a good relationship with your bank, you go 2-3 years and and you have a good relationship with them and then you come along some lean times, you have a good relationship with them, they're more likely to help you if 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 you were good to them, if they were good to you in the good times, mm-hmm. they are more likely to help you. In the leaner times, yeah, right. But if they don't know you, they don't trust you, and, and then you, you just go to them with off a the bad street. balance sheet, they're going to be like, "There's nothing we could do. I don't know who you are. You could be anyone. Yeah. You could be doing this to every bank for all we know." Yep. And so you know, it's it's tough, but that's the kind of thing that I think about when I look at someone's books and records. That's the thing that I think about is, okay, how can we help? You know, how can we help this client? How can I help this business owner? do better you know how can yeah. i help him grow his business and one of those things is obviously saving money right and the other thing is you know getting you know, getting helping him get loans from banks and helping them get you know do reports and things like that so they can they can do things that help grow their business you know help them with their insurances help them you know we're, we're a full stop shop baby you know that's good that's i i know somebody personally and and they're like oh you know i don't have i don't have an accountant I go, what do you mean you don't have an accountant? They're like, no, I, you know, I don't, I don't have an accountant. I usually just go, I usually do my taxes myself. And I'm like, you do know that taxes, I mean, that they do more than taxes, right? And they're like, but why else would I need an accountant? I go, I don't know. Why would you go to the doctor? I don't know, to get medical advice. Why the fuck wouldn't you go to the accountant to get financial advice? Sometimes, yeah. I mean, it's also, you know, you have to 
I like to market myself as a connector. You know, I'm, I'm, I bring people to the table. So I may necess- not necessarily. So yeah, I do taxes also, but that's not the main thing that I do. I do, I do advisory services. I do business consulting. I, I, I work with clients on, you know, on their best practices. I sit there and I help them. And, and a lot of times, you know, they'll say to me, hey, I, do you know someone that does X? And if I don't do it, I'm more than happy to recommend a friend of mine that says, hey, listen, this guy needs XYZ. something else. Yeah, I can't do it, but hey, can you can you help him out? And then everybody's happy, right? It's that simple. It's seriously it's that simple. It's that simple. And, and the nice part about the, especially having an accountant, is they know your financial financials. So it's not like you have to go up to some random person and say, Oh, you know, I make this much, or you know, this. Um, uh, this is where I'm at with my bills. Like, oh, did I get him? Oh, fucker, I missed him. <laughs> He's like floating around. Oh, I can't kill him, but oh, I'm gonna get him. But I'm like, why wouldn't you've already given this person all of your information? There's really nothing that they don't have other than your medical records. So, wouldn't you want to go to them to say, hey, when's the best time I should buy a house? This is what I'm making. Like this is where I'm at. A lot of I know, like you said, you stop. You see clients monthly. Instead of you making a huge financial choice based on oh, you know, money looks good these last couple of weeks. Let me see where I'm at. It would be so much smarter to go see somebody like yourself or getting an accountant and saying, "Hey, this is what I'm looking to do. Do you think this is a good idea or do you think this is a bad idea?" I, th- I think it's it's interesting because a lot of people feel like it it costs money to get that kind of advice and it's like ah, i could just do it on myself you know like i can the little stuff i can do the tax returns i can do mine's simple mine's this and i'm not saying i want to do your w-2 tax return that's not what i'm saying but what yeah. i'm saying is you know if you have a question if you have a problem and you're my client and you're like oh, i want to buy a house but i need some help or i don't know who to even ask and you don't call your cpa you don't call your accountant mm-hmm. or anybody who is a cpa or an accountant to ask like hey do you know somebody who dot 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 then you're you're doing yourself a huge disservice because most CPAs, I mean, at least the good ones, are connected in some way to other people at banks, at insurance Everywhere. companies. You know, I mean, so it's 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 worth it to even just ask. And and you know, I'm pretty nice. I mean, when people ask me for favors and things like that, I have no problem with doing it, helping them out and doing it. I mean, I'm all about goodwill. And so, you know, I just think that, you know, people need to – and then it gets back to, like, just being smarter about your finances. And, and yeah, of course, you could do your own tax. If you have a W-2, do your own tax return. Don't come to me. I'll, yeah. I'll charge you way too much money. I'm going to tell you that right now. It's too expensive. Yeah. It's, not, it's not worth my time. Yeah. But if you want to ask me a question, I'm more than happy to answer yeah. a question for you. Absolutely. You know? I mean, hey, and some of these – like – yeah, okay, the W-2 is easy, but if you have multiple WT- well, you W-2s, have, you have investments. You have your own business, or you have a, uh, 10 W-2s, you know, or you it's have... It's a little uh, more complicated. Yeah, I mean, if it gets complicated, I understand. I'm not going to tell you not to go use a CPA. Yeah. I'm just saying that, you know, if it gets complicated and it gets cumbersome, then just like, you know, when things start taking up too much of your time, right? Yep. Because your time is valuable, and if, you know, if you're a doctor, and if you're spending your time doing your taxes as opposed to seeing patients... Well, is that the best use of your time? Absolutely, absolutely. The it's just it's crazy. I just I meet so many people like, well, you know, I don't know if I should do this. I don't know if I should do this. If this, if if you have an accountant and it's there's anything that's a crazy financial decision, at least in your eyes, that's eating up a chunk of money or it's a long term payment or whatever it is, it's worth going to see the accountant. And then that's when you say Josh Kreitzman 
the best accountant on Long Island, right? Absolutely. Why did you take? You took like ten seconds before you. I, I have I have an accountant already. It's not you. I know. I know. I, w- I now have to kill. I now have to kill this person. It was. Uh, it was a. It was a family family member. There can be only one. I know. I know. There can be only one. But it's <laughs> <laughs> the no day is complete without a Highlander reference. You Highlander. Highlander. Oh, um, with Sean Connery and oh my god. I uh, remember. You, I'm not the movie person. You are a fucking millennial. If I could ever be a millennial, could ever millennial. Really, dude? Really? You've never I'm seen like, Highlander? No. Nah. You're a nerd. I don't watch. I don't watch movies and I don't watch TV. Oh my god. Well, you want to know what's fucked up? Actually, this is how that's I, fucked up. That's really fucked up. I am. Harrison has just killed a fly. I, at least I hope. I don't see a dead body anywhere on my hands. But Well, it's like soap opera rules. If you don't see a dead body, it's not actually dead. Yes. <laughs> I love I love the, the out of the blue references. But I was I had an epiphany the other night. and It was that you need to go see Highlander? <laughs> no, but I will put, add it to my list of things. Oh, my God. If it's on Netflix, I'll watch it because that's all I have right now. I don't know if it's on right Netflix, now. but it's like one of the best 80s movies ever. It's one of the best movies ever. I well, I haven't I seen that far. so many movies. Oh my god! I haven't seen. I know. I'm it's so sad. I, I know. It you really can have is. another account other than me. It's allowed. But what you're not allowed to do is tell him, tell everybody to use that account. And they should be using me. That's well, what you should. In this show, I'm going to tell everybody that they should be using you. Right there, you go. And I tell everybody that Josh Kreitzman, the accountant CPA person who who is based <laughs> out of Hop Hog, New York. Please say it just like that. Yes, CPA person <laughs> thing who manages finances um, has been on my show, so I recommend him. Absolutely. Um, Otherwise, he'll find you. And kill you. Possibly like that fly. I haven't seen him since I fucking <laughs> clapped. But um, so I had an epiphany of like, maybe I am a millennial. Because I, I know that I'm a millennial based on like the generation and stuff like that. And I'm like... I don't really do a lot of the millennial shit. Like, I kind of try to stay away from, like, being lazy at work and stuff like that. And, like, all the shit that goes along. Like, I don't eat avocado F- toast. F- FYI, there are uh, Generation Xers that are lazy at work, too. Uh, yeah, there's, all, there's just all these people, Trust all, me, there's I know. people all over the spectrum that are lazy at work. But, you, like, this you stereotypical. Don't av- you don't eat avocado toast? No. What? Because, yeah, you want to know why? Why? I'm not a fucking millennial, even though I am. What about, how much do you pay for your coffee? Uh... Usually, I get a black, so whatever the cheapest black is. Wow, you may not be a, you might be a baby boomer. Are you I don't sure know. you're? I really <laughs> you like feeling okay. Every once in a while, I get like a fancy coffee just because I'm like I kind of want you, I kind of want to remember the taste, but I'm like, like I had I had one here the other day. I had a what was it? Ice caramel macchiato. The girl that sits next to me was like, "You should get this." I was like, "I don't know." Like I, every once in a while, I will get one. And she's like, you should get it. And I'm drinking. I'm like, this doesn't even, this literally tastes like candy. It doesn't even taste like coffee so what anymore. year were you born? 92. So those are still millennials, 92. Those yeah. are like the, those are literally the millennials. Yeah, the millennials, yeah. Yeah, that like, that chunk of time. Because I'm, I'm sort of in between. So I'm, I was born in 78. So I'm like a, they now call us the Zennials because we're the Generation X and Millennials but we're like between 1977 and 1981, there's like this mixture where you could have traits of mm. both Generation X, so you could be a total douchebag, or Millennials, you could be totally lazy prick. So we're all douchebag lazy pricks. So I'm, but I do feel that though. I feel like I do span that because 
uh, my generation, you know, my generation between 77 and 81 mm-hmm. were really we had they call us the um they used to call us the Oregon Trail generation. Remember the game Oregon Trail yeah, yeah, yeah. on the computer? That game was a shit. Yeah. Best game ever on the computer. That yep. game, Tetris, Oregon Trail, King's Quest. You ever played Diablo 2? What? Diablo 2? I don't know. It sounds uh, scary. It's just a little bit after. I don't that. remember that game. Oh, fucking great. I just started playing again. The game's fucking 15 years old. Oh, I'll have to check that one out. <sighs> so so they so the the um the point I was making was that I think the point I was making, I'm kinda lost in my thought. That's okay. I want to play Diablo 2. It's a great game. <laughs> anyway, Oregon Trail Generation. The, the the point I'm making is we had an oh yeah that's what it is we had the uh, they say we have an analog childhood and uh-huh. a digital adult life so mm. we're like the last generation to, to like grow up right when we were kids mm-hmm. we you know had you know Atari and Nintendo but our TV only really went up to channel like twenty yeah and HBO had just started yep and you know at late at night if you didn't have the right you could put on the pay-per-view channels and you could see squiggly boobs on the pay-per-view channels when your parents were away and the babysitter was home. Not that I ever did that. Squiggly boobs. Um, <laughs> you know, because it's in between the lines. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and uh, Payboy was a pay-per-view channel. Oh, my. You know what? It's funny you say because yeah. now I remember somebody showing me that and I'm like, why would you ever want to watch this? And they're like, it's boobs. I'm like, you can't even see them because it's fucking squiggly lines hey, go through it. hey. Those were the boobs we got. I mean, we couldn't get better boobs. There was no internet. So we had to take boobs as we could get them. <laughs> you know, when you're 12 years old. That shit is take, amazing. You'll take squiggly boobs. <laughs> Kids, now it's. Now it's like they get them in 4K. You yeah. Know? Oh, yeah. you want Oculus? It's free. Just fucking strap that cell phone. <laughs> it's, oh, my God. It's so funny. Now they up. have a device that, like, you put it on your your binga and they uh and it and they feels like they're doing things to yes. you through the the computer but back then we had to watch uh pay-per-view squiggly boobs now, and it, and now it's like now i could get i get boobs on demand i mean i don't have to wait and you don't have to pay for it i don't you have to pay for it it's free <laughs> i'm just thinking it's funny it's like we went from holding our phones and texting all day one hand two hand whatever it is head down to now just take the fucking thing and strap it to your face <laughs> for for an Oculus or, or whatever. put it on your wrist. I mean, yes, it's, it's... I saw the oh, dude, I saw the weirdest thing in Tony Robbins. This dude, I like, I've seen people have their phone strapped to their arm when they're working out because, yeah, like, yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah you yeah, can just yeah. tap the. Sure, yeah, yeah, I've seen that. This dude had it strapped to his arm the whole fucking time. At uh, Tony Robbins, yeah, like not working out, no headphones in. Just was he recording it? No. He would just have it like this, like hey. on his tricep, faced out, just there the whole time. So, I'm like, dude, you look so weird. So let me tell you something. So I, I, I like, I, I know you like Tony. You love Tony Robbins. And I fucking love I, that dude. I, and I know you loved going to the weekend. So I don't want to. I'm not saying anything that I'm not trying to. I don't want to hurt anyone's feelings. Dude, hurt, I guess hurt feelings. I, I, I honestly don't understand him. I don't get it. The whole thing. But here's what I don't get, mm-hmm. okay? Because there were a lot of people there, and I understand you're going to go. You go for yourself, right? Yeah. You go because you want to absorb what Tony Anthony, Mr. Anthony Robbins has to say, right? Because mm-hmm. this guy is like – I mean he's like Jesus walking on earth, right? I mean this guy is the man. I wouldn't go that far. He's not the man? I don't – All right. So maybe that's too I far. Some people, he is – 
Like that godly figure. Like remember that I don't thing ha- we went to at at, um, at Larry's place? The guy that was yes. talking? Yes. And he was like all about Aunt Tony Robbins and I'm going to get to meet him and shake his hand and I get to touch him. And I'm he like, thought he was God. Dude, you got to like calm down. I'm like, Tony Robbins puts his pants on. The same way we all do. Or he has someone put his pants on for him the same way I put my pants on. But either way, the pants go on the legs and it's the same pants. You know? I never he understood. He still shots a target, I swear. Oh, but, he talks about like a lot of the shit. He talks about a bunch. God, dude, talks for fucking twelve hours straight. But I never understood that fascination of look at this person. Yeah, like holy shit, like they're in the same room. Like I gave Tony Robbins a high five when he walked by, and I was like, oh, it's cool. Like I gave. Did you like, wash your hand? No, I still haven't <laughs> washed my hand. I actually put a glove on it when I shower. Uh, <laughs> but. I know a bunch of people that were around me, and they're like, 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 they're fucking going ape shit crazy. I'm like, I don't think of him as this crazy high being. He's just another dude who happened to play his cards right really fucking well, learned a lot, grinded really hard, worked his ass off, and got there. Right. And 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 made it fucking happen. And that I can appreciate. I can appreciate yes. that thought completely. And and here's something that really bothers me about when I see people at the Tony Robbins event or any concert or any event. And I've stopped doing this because I found that it's taking away from my enjoyment, which is they take out their phones and they record what's going on on their phones. Yes. And it's like if that's what you're doing – you're missing out on the experience that of you're supposed to be happening, happening. and and you're you're not involved. You're focused on oh, I can't wait. I got to get a good picture of all this. I got to get this on video so I can watch it at home or show it to someone else. And it's like, stop posting this shit on Facebook. Just 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 watch it. Can't you just be there? And that's what you were saying. Like, be in oh, the moment, right? Be in the moment. And to me, that is so important. And that's something that I've done over the last few months. I've even the, the past few months. I've left my phone at home. I sometimes I, so I went to I went away on vacation mm-hmm. and I deleted email off my phone. Mm-hmm. I haven't put it back. I won't put it back. I wow. will not put email back on my phone because it's like a total distraction when I'm trying to focus on doing everything, the, doing the work for my clients. Right when I'm trying to do real work for my clients and I'm trying to dive into their financial statements and I'm trying to do the best work that I can do for them and give them the best advice I can, I can't be distracted by. My phone yep. and my emails, yep. right? And and it's like emails thing, the fucking worst. Oh my god! And so I just took it off because it's like, you know what? This thing can just be a phone, and that's it. And you know what? Even when people call me, I put on do not disturb because it's like it's I I need to be focused. I can't yeah. be distracted by the seventeen thousand other things that are happening on in my life that I can't do the work that I'm. It takes away from everything. It takes away from everything and. It's crazy you say it because the amount of fucking times I saw people videotaping, I'm like, it's not the same. No. And the craziest part is that I've realized too, I've taken – because I I was there at one point where I would be like, oh, this is crazy. I got to take this photo. Now, if it's a song and you want to record it live, great. But like you're not recording fucking 12 hours of Tony speaking. So why are you taking a video? Now, if there's a little thing that gets you hyped, like I have friends that they took the little things that get them hyped up, this, that, and the other, that's okay. You did it multiple times in the day. But, like, you're going to sit there and try to make sure Tony's in the frame the whole time, and and then... And you're missing exactly what he's saying. Yeah, and nobody gives a fuck. That's the craziest (laughs) part. Nobody gives a shit. If they want to go see Tony Robbins, they fucking get up and go. Yeah. 
that like that's the thing that blows my mind. Like I have videos and videos and videos because I used to work at Jones Beach and I have all these videos of these concerts. And I'm like, I never even fucking watched them again. Never. Or but, I showed the person but, one video and that was it. And I had. But if you would have just watched the concert, you'd probably remember them so much better yes. than remembering that you took out your phone and and recorded them. Yep. That's I, sad. I want. Sad. I would love for there to be an app that would block all. Bullshit, all social media bullshit, emails, whatever it is. And don't get me wrong. I try to hound away at social media daily, like trying to grow the following for the podcast and all that stuff. But there's times where I don't want to be hounded by an email, a notification, a text message, all like all of that. I want to be able to have my phone and use it for a calculator, a game, something else. But I don't want to be interrupted in what I'm doing on my phone. I'm using my phone to do something, I don't want to be, oh, I'm on I'm on here, and boom, I get a notification, boom, I get a notification, boom. Like, look at this. Just us sitting here, I've already gotten all this, and this is nothing. This happens to be a light. You know where oh, my phone is? In your pocket, in your car. You were on your phone, right, in your bag. It's right there. You know what? It's on Do Not Disturb. Because, See, you know, it's not important to me. What's important to me right now is talking to you. It's being in the moment. I don't, I don't need to be on that thing. I don't care. A kid Somebody I said, calls me, come and text me. I like them. I still like the people that call me. I still want to yes. talk to them. It's not personal. It's just that this is what I need to do for me, right? This is my Tony Robbins moment. This is my, listen, I got to do this to be the best person I can be. And if you need me to be the best person I can be, well, then I need to be without my phone for the for seven hours. I yep. mean, it's, it's just the way it is. There was a kid I sat next to, and literally the whole time, this. Yeah. I'm like, dude, you're plugging. Dude, you're paying thousands of dollars for this. Like, why don't you pay attention? Except, I'm like, you're in a $2,500 seat. Like, it's not even like the seats are cheap. Like, I could get it if the seats are $20, dollars $50, even $100. The seats are, we were sitting in $2,500 seats, and you're fucking on your phone the whole time. And he's like, oh, I don't know how this really works. I'm like, you're not feeling it. You're not there because you're fucking... You're, you're watching it. people's Snapchat yeah. stories. People that don't give a fuck about what you're doing and you're watching what they, they're doing to rub in, rub in your face what they're doing. Right? What do they say? Life's busy. Life's what happens when you're busy making other plans. Yeah. It's so true. Yep. And it's frustrating. And you know what's really frustrating is when you get it, right, and you understand it and, and you look at it and you're like, ah, I'm not going to let these, this rule my life. And you see other people doing it and it gets you angry. It gets mm-hmm. you upset. You feel bad. I feel bad for people when I see them I felt horrible. like that. And I'm, and you know what? The funny thing is, the irony is my parents, my father, my mother, they see me on the phone they're like, ah, Josh is on the phone all the time. And I'm like, if you guys knew, I'm never on the phone. Like, I yeah. never am on the phone. Yep. And it's like, you happen to look at the, like, the 10 times that I happen to be on yeah. the phone. It's like, yeah, when I have a downtime, I'll be on the phone. But when I'm working, I'm very rarely on the phone. I'm on anymore. my phone all the time. But if it's, I have to give you my full but attention, you, right. it goes away. Yeah. I don't need to look at it. I don't even put on, like, you know, people put it on the table, like when they go to restaurants yeah. and shit and they put it there. I put it face down. Yeah. I don't it, even put on the – I just leave it in my pocket. I put it face down so that way when everybody else picks it up, I'm like, if I'm going to sit here by myself hanging out <laughs> with fucking seven other people on their, phones. on their phones, then you know what? Fine. I'm going to fucking pick my shit up and look at it. But all these people I, – I, I went out when I, was, when, I was, when I was younger. I was like 16, 17 at the time, and I just got my license, and, and that's like when the iPhone was like popular. <laughs> ish and millennials yeah and we all went out to they're like oh we're hungry let's go out and it was like 10 o'clock and i like let's go to the diner oh diner yeah do the diner and there was like six or seven of us and i didn't have an iphone at the time i had a flip i had one of those shitty flip phones 
Yeah, and, and you what? played Snake on it. Yes, Snake, Snake. and fuck. That was a fucking master of Tetris. That's everybody's ringtone. Uh, yes, <laughs> and I look up, and literally everybody's on their phone. Yeah, it's sad. And I go, listen up, motherfuckers. I didn't come. I didn't drive twenty minutes to come to Hopog to fucking sit in a de- in a diner to have all you people sit on your phones and text other people that aren't even fucking here. Were you? At, was it the Hidden Pond Diner or was it the Paradise Diner? I think it was the Paradise one, oh, right on. Uh, no good. You don't want to eat there. It's right off of. Uh, yeah, the three forty seven. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah you know right at talking. the confluence of four fifty four and three forty seven. Yes, by yep. the pool place yeah. in Carvel. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when I was in high school. They built that place. Yeah, that was like it was years ago. It was just like we could hang out there and we could just hang out. But I'm like, this isn't hang out. If I knew that all you guys were going to be on your fucking cell phones this whole time, I would have just stayed home and fucking played video games. That's how I, you know you're not a millennial, dude. Because that bothers you. That shit, oh, it makes me so angry. Because <laughs> it goes back to time. What am I fucking spending my time doing? Am I spending it being productive? Am I, am I socializing? Am I getting that? That am I fulfilling that need of talking to people, making that connection, building a better friendship, and nurturing it? Then, if we're all going to sit here and just be on our fucking phones, just tell me because then I'll go home and we could all talk on our phones and I can sit there and be on my phone. Yeah, no, it's 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 so true, and it's frustrating. And it's frustrating too, and it's you know, as someone I, maybe I have it easier because I didn't have it when I was yeah. your age. You know, when I was a teenager. When I was a ten year old, you know, I didn't have I know adults a phone that are worse than me on their phones. Oh yeah. I mean I'm I, I would say I'm pretty bad. I mean, if I get into my phone, I'm focused on it. Like yeah. I, I won't come out. And that's why I don't even that's why I know not to even get involved because if I start, I'm I'm in there for a while. Yeah. I think you know my I'm, friends, I'm on the internet for a my while. My friends make this thing worse for me because and I love all my friends dearly, but they'll fucking be on their phone or they'll they'll look up and I'm like, dude, nah. I just came to hang out with you. Why are you on your phone? Like, if you're going to be on your phone, I, I'll pick up my phone because I don't want to stand here in awkward silence. This is weird. So I'll pick up my phone and now I start going through something and they're like, hey, dude, I'm talking to you. I'm like, oh, sorry, I didn't realize because you were on your fucking phone when I was trying to talk to you. <laughs> I get so mad about it. I can see that. It's It just sucks you in. And I'm like, and I get it. If it's work related. Don't get me wrong. I use my phone for work. You obviously use your phone for work. A lot of people do. You know what? I actually have been debating on getting – I have a Google phone number that I used um, you know, a couple months ago, and I'm actually debating on actually giving that out as my cell phone number, this Google voice number, mm-hmm. and then telling everyone, don't call the other number because that's my private number, and then just have the Google voice number, and then have the Google voice number go to a voicemail. And every time someone leaves a voicemail, I can get the voicemail and call them back, right? It's probably not a bad because idea. Because this way, I don't have to be bothered on my actual phone with the phone call. Yeah. I can just let it go to voicemail, and then I can answer it on my own time. And I, and I think, you know, I, it's not personal. And I think that's what people need to understand is that, it's, you know, some of my clients and people say, hey, you got to answer my phone calls. You're, and you know what? They're so important to me that I would answer their phone calls. It's not that I don't want to answer their phone calls. It's just that... When I'm dedicated that day to a certain person and, and I'm being paid to dedicate my day to that certain person, I don't want to have the interruptions of someone else because that person wouldn't want me to encroach on their yeah. day. And it's not that I don't like them. It's just that you just have to have patience because, A, not everything's going to happen all at once. Yeah. And it's, it's really about me 
training people, right? That's what it is. You have to train the people around you to accept that this is how it's going to operate yeah. from now on. Big time. And and they eventually go, you know what? It's better this way. You're less distracted. You're more focused. You're more uh, into me, right? Mm-hmm. And I get to deliver the best thing I can deliver, which is my time and my my attention to the problem at hand. Yeah. And that's that's what's super important, I think. I that's, agree. You know, I mean, time, like you said, it comes back to time. So I guess you can, this is in your opening, right? We can talk, we talk about time and, uh, absolutely time. Absolutely. The, I'm just going to say time over and over again until I come up with a better <laughs> time, time, time. See what's become of me. That was a, that was a little Simon and Garfunkel later redone. Simon, I've heard of Simon yeah, and Garfunkel. You know, oh dude, serious. Uh, you just say that. Yeah. You know, who Simon and Garfunkel are probably. Are you kidding me? I don't see. That's a joke, right? I don't attribute things to things I've watched. Like if you said a, I could watch it unless it's like Wolf of Wall Street, which because I've watched that fucking movie ten times. But if you say a line from a movie or a TV show, there's a pretty good chance, and I, no, I should say pretty good chance because my fucking library of shit I've watched is minimal, but. There's a likelihood that I've watched it, but I won't know until you've told me where it's from. Uh, Simon, or... Simon and Garfunkel sang the song Mrs. Robinson. Oh, yeah. Yeah. See? They're from Queens. Bridge okay. Over Troubled Water. See, I didn't know that. You know Bridge Over Troubled Water, right? I believe I've heard it. Yeah, Clay, Clay Aiken sang that. Sang yes. That. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Now you know the yeah, song. Yeah. Clay Aiken. Yeah. <laughs> it just it doesn't click until like I get more well, that's resources. A, that's a Simon and Garfunkel song. They sign, They grew up in Queens. They're huge. They're like a you know in the '60s. They're a folk rock duo. Uh-huh. Folk. I don't yeah, say they're yeah. rock. I've heard folk them. duo. Then Paul Simon came out in the mid '80s with um, "If You Be My Bodyguard, I Can Be Your Long Lost Pal" with Chevy Chase. He sang. He was in the video and he played I'd the trumpet. See, I'd have to dun, hear dun, the music. Dun, 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 dun. No, doesn't sound familiar. Yeah. Anyway. Um, I don't know how we started talking about Paul Simon and oh right we talked about time the, the time, song yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, what's the name of that song see what it's uh, oh Hazy Shade of Winter is the name of the song and it was covered by the Bangles in the eighties I know who the Bangles you know are the bang- they walk like an Egyptian yes 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 Su- Susanna Hoff I think is the lead singer's name yeah and uh, anyway they covered that song Hazy Shade of Winter huh. it's got a really cool riff to it See, I can't pull things out of my memory like that. Dude, so I can I have, pull moments out of my so, memory, but so I can't t- pull things I've seen out of my, like things I've like songs I've listened to unless I've listened to a million times or videos I've like people are like, "Oh, you know, remember this time this thing in the movie?" and I'm like, "Nope." And they're so, like, they tell me a name. I'm like, "I've seen that movie. I just don't." So sometimes my life so fucked up that I don't know if I'm actually saying a word, saying a phrase that I made up or actually saying a movie quote. But you, and that's you how were, weird it is. Like, you were an actor, so I was. Yeah, it's not uncommon. I wouldn't. I'd find it very normal for you to watch a lot of cinema. Well, uh, yes, but I also. So you have to understand. To understand me is to know that I believe that everyone has a superpower. Everybody has like a couple of things they're really good at, and maybe one thing they're just like the best at ever. In the history of the planet. It's like a superpower, right? So like Superman. I need to figure out my superpower. Well, I think you know what it is. Maybe you don't consciously know what it is. But I know what my super My superpower is the ability to recall dialogue from movies after I've only seen it one time. I can watch a movie tonight and then pretty much 
go after the movie. I could be like, oh my god. So that scene that happened between the two of them where the girl said this and the guy said that, that was amazing. And people are like, what the hell are you talking about? I'm like, yeah, yeah. He said, I can't believe you ate that. You know, bad fish at the date. I'm like, what are you talking about? It was bad fish. Oh yeah, no, it was it was bad fish. You shouldn't have eaten that. Oh my god! And then you know they'll be like, how do you remember that? And I'm like, I don't know. I just remember. My buddy Cameron can do that kind of, but he can, if it's a TV show, he can remember the episode that it's on and what chunk at what point in the episode it's in. Yeah. So sometimes I can do that. It depends on how many times I've seen the episode or the show that we're this talking about. Fucker will do it on the first. Yeah, one. I can't do the TV thing, but I can do the movie thing. I can do the movies thing really well. And it's just one of those things. I don't know if it's like a memorization thing or mm-hmm. the way I'm paying attention to it, but um, you know, I, it's just a thing that I do. And and it, you don't want to play a movie trivia game with me ever. Yeah, and no, you definitely I, don't want to play a movie trivia game with me when I'm on my team with my wife because what I lack in knowledge about movies, she she, she knows. Work. And so one. <laughs> we were with this group of people, and uh-huh. they wanted to play the movie trivia game, whatever yeah. it is. It's like, and and we're like, okay, but we want to play win. like guys against girls or something, or let's mix up the teams. And they're like, no, no, let's do couples. And I'm like, no, you don't want to do that. And they're like, no, no, <laughs> let's do couples. We're like, seriously, don't want to do that. And they're like, no, no, no. Why? You think you're gonna win everything? Uh-huh. I'm like. Just, all right, fine. We'll do couples. And <laughs> so they went first and they rolled and they got it wrong. And then they never rolled again because we just, you know, because I guess when you keep answering the questions right, you just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. you just keep going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we ran the table and won the game. And then, and then we're like, you want to play again? And they're like, yeah, yeah, we want a rematch. We're like, can we just switch up the teams? This is just not, it's not like, fun. No, no, we want a rematch. We're like, okay. And, you know, they got like two, we let them go first again. They got like two questions in, and then we just steamrolled them, and that was it. That's what you gotta, you gotta, you gotta do that. What can I say, man? I mean, I'm, it's one of those things that I'm good at. And, and in fact, today in a meeting, I actually referenced Vanilla Ice. Okay. I know who that is. <laughs> you know who Vanilla Ice yes, is? Yes, I know who Vanilla Ice yeah, is. Yeah, so it's something like that. Uh, and see, that that triggers right off the top of my head. That's it was, somebody it was, I It uh, was something know. about collaborating and listening. Collaborate and listening. <laughs> right. there Ice you is go. back with a brand new invention. Something grabs a hold of me tightly. Flows like a harpoon daily and nightly. Will it ever stop? Yo, I don't know. Turn off the lights and I'll glow. To the extreme, I rock the mic like a vandal. Light at the stage. You're like a You've listened to like a song a handful of times. Dude, you? this is my childhood. My friends know all the words. I only know the first verse. Mm. Yeah, it's I have a buddy of mine. And I can't tell if he ever bullshit. Dance to the speaker that booms. Sorry. That's all good. It's like one of those things that you have to kind of like finish the phrase. Otherwise, it's going to be in my head all night now. That's I can't okay. believe I just did that. I'm an idiot. <laughs> what is this podcast about? It's like this is going to be the hodgepodge podcast. Because Fuck it, man. That's 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 what it's for. Who knows where this shit's going? I mean, going. we want to roll it all the way back up. We can roll it all the way back to time again. No, no. We're good. To, we're good here. I don't know if we want to go back to time. <laughs> but uh, I have a buddy of mine, and he'll – and I can't tell if he actually knows the whole song. Because he'll just, when you look at him, he'll chime in. But you always look at him like when it's a good verse. So he'll always know that verse. Right. And then he'll like, he'll go. And then he'll just like, he'll be like, oh, you know, like I'm going to go over here and then stop. And you're like, did he stop because he doesn't know the rest of the words? Or did he stop because he just got <laughs> bored of singing because he knows every fucking song? So I grew up in the time of like the early 90s where like rap like was like rap and hip hop were, mm-hmm. were really big. And when it was like good? It was awesome. We had, you know, Public Enemy and Beastie Boys and NWA. Naughty, Naughty by Nature and Run DMC and... It was Eminem great. Back in the day, the OGs. Well, that was sort of like 95, 96. Yeah, that was a little later. It's a little later, but these are like 
the really old guys. And I just I, I remember like Naughty by Nature, and the only part I knew was Hip Hop Parade. Ho, oh, hey, that's yeah. the only part of the song I knew. And then OPP, I can't explain it. And that's it. That's all I know. <laughs> you down with OPP? Yeah, you know. And I was always about the chorus. Yeah, you know me. <laughs> or his House of Pain, right? Remember House oh. of Pain. They, yes. And then uh, and what, Cypress Hill, Insane in the Memory. Oh. Insane in the Memory. I saw Cypress Hill once, and oh, they smoked awesome. out of like a six-foot bong Cypress Hill's, um, what's his name? Didn't he? Jones like, Beach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They bur- used to bring on like the like a 30-foot bong on the stage. and they. It was, yeah, it, it might actually, now that I'm thinking about it, because they had to tilt it so far back. <laughs> and, and he had to stand on a milk crate. And it was still at like a, a very uh, at a pretty uh, acute angle. I think is the appropriate term. It was nowhere near a ninety degree angle, and um, and they light that shit up. and And I was working the concert at the time, but I was stoned as could be because everybody in the concert was smoking. And he's like, "If you got weed on you, light that shit up right now." <laughs> and I'm like, "I'm working, and I don't smoke weed, so." I guess I'll just get secondhand high. And by the time they were done, after like five minutes, of, he was just hitting this fucking thing. And they were all playing. And then everybody else and the, all the other band members were coming and hitting this thing. And everybody in the fucking crowd, security couldn't do anything about it because there's just so many people smoking weed. And I was like, I am ripped right now. <laughs> I remember. Just because the whole, like a oh, cloud yeah, lifted just, over the stadium. And just sat there. So I remember when I was in college when I smoked weed for the first time. And it's it probably, you know, that first year of college where I really did some. It wasn't actually the first time, but the first time I did at college. Mm-hmm. Not the first time ever. But I did a – you ever heard of a gravity bong? You know of course, that? absolutely. Yeah. It's like a two-liter bong. Not that I would ever know anything about marijuana. Oh, my but. God. Let me tell you something. That was, I did it once and only once because I swear to God – it was coming out of my eyelids, like it was. It was obscene. It was so. It was like, I, it was like there it was. It was all in the, the the. It was like a Pepsi bottle or something in the yeah, bucket yeah. of water, and you just slam your head down on it. And I just remember lifting my head, and it was like, and like I felt. I just I was in like a fog. I felt like it was just like I've become. I was like, when did I get to London? When did it become yep. so foggy out? And I literally, it, it was like the the smoke was coming out of my eyeballs, and I was like, <laughs> oh my god, I will never. I just remember saying, I will never do this again. <laughs> and then I think I passed out. But it was like ridiculous. I was like, holy crap, this is crazy. So use me as a CPA because I know what you should and shouldn't do. <laughs> I've been there and I've made these mistakes. I've made mistakes. You want to use the CPA that makes no mis- that has made the mistakes before you get a chance to make and the you, mistakes. And I've learned from them. That is and the I key thing you've got to learn. Oh, I definitely did. I mean, I, I was I was screwed up my first year of school. I did very poorly, and, and I learned that lesson is I had to go back to school, and I had to kick butt, and I had to change those grades back so I can stay, and uh, I got kicked out of school. Now, what's your bad. thoughts on college? I love college. College was the best four years of my life. But, like, the whole theory of – the whole philosophy of college, not the party and having, be- and having no. great friends no, no, and no, all no, that, no. but, like, the whole – the actual education you get. Okay. This, it's very simple. 
So you asked me about the economy, and I like kind of hedged, and I was like, "Well, who knows about the economy?" Me, me, me. And yeah. I kind of didn't really give you an answer, yeah, because I don't have an answer. I'm I'm just a CPA on Long Island, and you know, I don't I don't I don't have the answers to those things. But I will give you my opinion on college because okay. I hear what you're saying. Some people, it's not right for. I will yeah. say that it's not right for some people. Some people just shouldn't go to college, and that's just the way it should be. But here's what I will say what college is actually for because some people think college is for education and, you know, bo- you know to, to, to learn more specific studies about what you want to do in life, right? What you want to do like your chosen profession, quote unquote. Mm. But that's not what college is for and that's what I discovered when I went to, to school. So I went to SUNY New Paltz, upstate New York. And it's beautiful up there. It's so serene. It's awesome. People are so chill. Everyone's so cool. And it was the best four years of my life. You know why it's the best four years of my life? It was the best four years of my life because I found out who I kind of was. Mm-hmm. And even though that is ever changing, right? So the last couple of months, I've you know I've been working on me and doing some work and things like that. But really, I kind of figured out this is my life. Like this is where the people I want to be around. These are the things I want to do. You know, mm. this is like so between the ages of 18 and 21 when I was in college, it was like I had freedom because I didn't have to worry about working and I had I could do whatever the hell I wanted. I had meals paid for. I had a plate a warm place to stay. I was meeting really different people from all different parts of the country and we were all banding together to perform and do theater and create and be creative and we did not have to worry about wow this isn't going to sell any tickets or this isn't going to make any money or it it was not about that and there's something amazing about going to school and going away and being away from mommy and daddy but having the freedom to kind of explore the things you may or may not want to do. And that's what college is for. College is like – I was equated to like the – you know what rumspringa is? You ever heard that term, rumspringa? Uh, yeah, definitely. So the yeah. Amish go – when you're 16, the Amish send away their 16-year-olds mm. for like a year. Mm-hmm. And they have a whole year to like basically – Go fucking crazy yep. and do whatever it is that they want to do. And they can either and then, stay in that life. And then after the year's up, they have to decide. Are they going to stay out and they are not going to be Amish, in which case they're foregoing their family and their religion? Yeah, they're or, welcome back. Or they're going to come back and yeah. be Amish. And you know what? There's something to be said about Rum Springer. And that's how I feel like four years of school is. No, of course I had an education. I went to school. I mean I learned. Yeah. But I really learned more about Who you are. Me. Yeah, and who I was and what I wanted in those first few years of life. Now, that doesn't mean that when I graduated, my life was any easier. It's just that I got a chance to basically do whatever the fuck I wanted and not have to worry that I wouldn't be able to pay rent or not have to worry that there wouldn't be food on the table and not have to be concerned about these things. And I could go meet girls and I could have money in my pocket and I can, you know, if I fuck up, I had a safety net, and I'm not saying it was safe. Listen, I, there are people that in college that hated me because of things I did to them, and it's sad, mm-hmm. but it happens. I just my safety net. I mean, you don't have to wake up. You know, I still have friends that are in the acting business, and they wake up and and it's like they don't know where they're going to get their next dollar from. Yeah, right. And that's I I feel terrible for them. I want them to get work, but you know, I'm fortunate enough to not have to deal with that. Thank God. Yeah, a but, lot of it too comes down to how. 
hard you want to work. Well, it, you know, I know people that work really hard. They don't they don't make a lot and they work super hard. I just think that the time for exper- for experimentation is when you're in that bubble. Yes. The time for experimentation is when you know. Okay, I don't have to worry about, about kids. All these other things. Yep. Then once you get into the real world, that's when the real work, quote unquote, work begins because that's when you go. I can't just sit here and audition for thirty days because I got to pay my rent. Yeah, you know, I can't just sit here and do table readings and stage readings of movies and do you know this. I got to go be a waiter or bartender because you know what, the landlord doesn't give a shit that I was uh, you know Hamlet's uh, you know Hamlet's brother. Yeah, you know, yesterday in a table read of Shakespeare in the park that's not going to be performed, and if it is going to get performed, I'm not going to make any money. Yeah, so you know, that's when it's really tough to follow your dreams when you're out of that college space. And so that's why I think college is important because it allows you to really grow and to focus on yourself to grow. Mm-hmm. And you know, you're not necessarily done growing when you leave college, but hopefully you took that time to really kind of get a good foundation mm-hmm. on who you are and what you're about. So this way when you do go out in the real world, you have some sort of solid confidence. You're ready to, to go. And, yeah, it's a shock. But I think that's why college is important. Forget the studies because most of us don't go on to do what we learned in college. That, that blows my fucking mind. But that's why because that's not what college is about because mm. college isn't about that. So you have a different, ph- different philosophy. So that's my it. philosophy. So when my kids go up, grow up and my kids are ready for college, I don't have a problem with them you know, going to Suffolk Community for two years, getting their core credits out of the way, going to a, a four-year school for the other two years or three years, depending on how long, what they want to do, mm-hmm. getting a bachelor's degree, and then figuring out what it is that they want to do. Because yeah. a bachelor's degree is a bachelor's degree. I mean, now you need master's and you need more than at least the masters most right. of the time it's crazy so, so you might as well go with the idea that this is what's going to happen and and don't get stressed out about it and i think listen it's just time for them to figure out who they are for you know and that's what college is really for and and it bothers me too because now that it's starting to like creep into like kindergarten you know they've really backed up the grades in new york so like my kindergartner was learning to read or learning whatever she was learning they didn't nor- normally learn that until first or second grade and now they're putting pressure sick, on them to dude. do it in kindergarten. And my opinion is like, why can't you let them have fun? These are fucking kids. Let them have a good time. They should be playing. They should be doing in... kid things, not sitting there trying to learn numbers. Yeah. Oh, you know? Fuck, I'm trying to remember where I it mean, was. yeah, it's super cute to hear my daughter give me numbers. but Or like, say, you know, uno momento. But, yeah. But it's not necessary. I, I'm, trying to rem- I'm trying to remember where it was, but there was a study done in... What was it? I think it was like Holland or some somewhere over in that general area of the the earth. Not Sweden. Not Sweden. Where uh, DJ Quads is. No. No. Nope. But but Holland. Holland, which is a little closer. Yeah, I, I, I want to say it was Holland, but it was, somewhere it was on somewhere the Earth's that, crust. Yeah, somewhere on the yeah. Earth's crust. <laughs> and they had like four hour school days, and the other four hours was all dedicated to playing. And the kids accelerated so much faster between homework, learning, because they're constantly fucking filled with this with fun and and to bring it back to tony robbins when you're there yeah like for anyone who's never been oh excuse me he's so those flies yeah yeah i ate a couple of them <laughs> um he's constantly 
you're up every like every like thirty minutes. You're fucking jumping around, hugging people, high fiving people. Like you get this like feeling in you. You're like, let's fucking go. Like, like you're happy. It's like, a primal thing too. Yeah, it gets in touch with your that subconscious part of your brain, right? That primal part of your brain. Yeah, you know, it's we don't live there enough. No, we don't, and it's so sad. You know why though? Because it's scary. That's a scary part of the brain. Like that I, primal part of the brain. I just told a girl today. I'm like, I'm like, I would love. And, and my, I have a great buddy Tim, who's who I want to have back on here. But I was like, I I was like, maybe I'm thinking I'm just gonna start going on vacation by myself. And she's like, Why? I was like, Because then I just do whatever I want. You know what I've never done? What? I've never gone to the movies by myself. I've never done that either. You want to go with me? It wouldn't be by ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> but she's she's like, Why? I was like, Because I just I like I could go be an idiot and I don't have to worry about like did somebody get hurt or or. Is somebody going to p- get pissed off or like, oh, you know, I got soaked, so now we got to go back to the room. Like, I don't care if I have to sit in wet shorts, but if somebody else does, now it's like it takes away from the experience. And don't get me wrong. There's plenty of times that I would love to go away on vacation with people, but I'm like, I'd be totally cool with like going up to Lake George and renting a little powerboat and just tooling around in the water all day. Like, why, that would be so much fun. Why aren't you doing it? I'm going to. Why I made you my ma- I made my mind up today. Should you go right now? I don't have the money because my birthday is on Saturday. Money's everywhere. Money, yeah, it takes money, it takes no money to make money. <laughs> I read that in a, I read that in a book somewhere. <laughs> full, full circle. I read that in a book somewhere. <laughs> but I was just like, I have, and don't get me wrong, I've been on vacation with friends and I have a great time. And there's nothing, I have nothing against any of my friends going away on vacation. Definitely learn the ones I do want to go away with vacation on, and other ones I don't. But I'm like, I have so much fun when I'm by myself. Like. Where if they're there, I could just go do my own. I don't need to be with these people. No, there's time. Listen, there's time. And, and there's time. Speaking of time, we're back to time. There's time for for people time, right? Yes. There's time for that. And this is something that I've learned over the last couple of months for myself is I need me time. I never did me time. Like I never scheduled time for myself. But now I literally schedule time. Like in my day on Tuesdays, Tuesday afternoons or Tuesday morning, mm-hmm. it's I, I say – I, I put out a block of time and I'm like, this is Josh time. This yeah. is, I, and maybe I'll do something for work that day. Maybe I'll write a song. Maybe I won't. Maybe I'll just sit on the couch and it's watch important. some TV. Maybe I'll just go for a walk somewhere. Like you said, maybe I'll go see a movie. Maybe I just, I just need time to like decompress and be by myself. And I and it was very hard for me to admit that because I was always the person that I've, I'm a very accommodating person. I'm, yeah. a, I'm a person that's like, oh, you want to do it this day? You want to do something that day? No problem, no problem. Let's over and I overschedule myself constantly. Yep. And I was always putting out for everyone else, like, oh, you want to meet for breakfast that day? And then someone would call me and be like, hey, can you meet me at ten o'clock that day? Be like, well, I have breakfast at nine, but yeah, I could be there at ten. I do it shit all like, the time. Oh, I could be there at eleven. Oh, I could be there at twelve. And now I'm like. How am I going to do this? I had to like literally say to myself out loud, stop doing this. Yeah. You have to – it's so unhealthy to do this. Yeah. People are like, and, how are you doing this? I'm like, I just – I make time. Like – Yeah. As crazy as it sounds, I'm like, all right, I, I will spend – if I – like you said, breakfast. I'll spend 45 minutes and I'll jet out 15 minutes early and I'll fucking go to the next thing. But now I won't do that. But now I'll just be like, I just do the one thing. You want to have breakfast? Let's have breakfast. I'm here for you. I'm here. I could be here like for two, that. three hours, and I don't. Schedule I'm starting anything. to do that more. I don't schedule anything else afterwards, so I don't have to feel like, oh, sorry, man, I gotta go. I gotta go run somebody else. That's that's just as important or more important than you. 
And I don't like doing that. Yeah. You know? Takes you, away you from that moment. today and I scheduled this. And it's like if I had something scheduled at like, you know, an hour later, I'd be like, oh, sorry, man. We got to wrap this up. I mean, how, what if we were in the middle of something amazing? What if we had like discovered the answer to Midi's piece and we're sitting here solving the problem? I don't even and- know what Midi's piece is. <laughs> I saw that's hypothetical. We're never going to find Mitty's piece. At least you and I, sober, aren't going to find Mitty's piece. But <laughs> but the point I'm making is like, how how horrible is it? You could be in the middle of a great conversation, and then it's like all of a sudden, oh, sorry, man, I got to run. I got an appointment. That and shit drives me nuts. Drives me, and I, Unless and I you know going into it, that's my one exception. Yeah, but I don't like doing it to people because I like giving people the new the new Josh, the yeah. Josh that's evolved over the last you know year, likes to give time to people. And I like to spend time with them. I, I give my attention to you. I give yeah. my time to you. This is why I'm here. And and you know what? It's lengthened my calendar. And it's it's kind of mellowed me out a lot. I used to be very stressed about getting places and being there and doing all these things. And now if, if, I, if I don't overschedule myself, it's not a big deal. You just, just, you just coast. I just get there. I'll get there. Yep. People, yeah, people think there. it's crazy. They're like, you, who'd you do that with? I'm like, I did it alone. They're like, yeah. why? And I'm like, why not? Because I have no when when I'm with other people, I get stressed. Yeah. Because we got to make sure we do this, and some everybody's got to be fed, and everybody's got to be full, and and everybody. Oh, did you go to the bathroom? Somebody's got to go to the bathroom. Like this, that, and the other thing. When it's me, I can live on my own schedule. Right. And I don't have to worry about oh, watch my thing, or we got to go do this, or we got to go do this. Oh, you know, we're in the middle of this, but somebody somebody's got to run, or well, they missed it, and now they're asking about what they missed because they had to go run and do something else or whatever. I'm like, let's just fucking take it down f- 10 notches. Yeah. And then, and the best part is when I'm in there, and people are like, you okay? Like, they think, I'm, they think right, there's something wrong like, with me. They think I have a problem. Yeah, and they're like, they're like, are you okay? And I'm like, yeah, why? They're like, you just you seem a little weird. And I'm like... If I was just any more relaxed, I'd be dead. <laughs> yeah, my, my uncle. I'm so calm. My uncle said to me like, the other day, he's like, what's wrong with you? I'm like, nothing. He's like, are you sure? I'm like, yeah. He's like, you're too calm. Why are you so calm? It's, a, it's bothering me. You're too calm. Because I figured like, it out. Because I'm not going to get stressed out about shit that I have no control over. I can only control the things that I do. And the things that I do yeah. are going to make me calm. So... I'm not gonna get stressed even out. Even shit this. I don't even shit I have no control over or if I have control over it. The other thing too is I'm not dying. Well, I'm not thing. going to the hospital. How fucking important could it be? Like the phone. Like back to the phones. It's like if I needed to get a hold of somebody, I mean like needed to get a hold of somebody, I will call your house, I will call your office, I will call your friends, I will call every single fucking person you know until I get a hold of you. Right. And I'll be dialing your phone the whole fucking time. If I desperately, desperately, desperately need you. Other than that. Yeah, one of the things that I people know is that if they need me, like it's a total emergency, text me. It's the best way to get in touch with me. I usually respond right away. I, You know, texting is the best way to do it. Yeah. If, if you call me, I may not be available to answer. If you, you know, if you email me, if I'm not at my desk, I won't get it. Yeah. So it's not on my phone. So texting is usually the way that people get it with me, like if it's an emergency. Yeah. And again, it's about training people, right? Yep. It's about showing them like, listen, I'm not going to be available for these things. But if it's a true emergency, like you need to get in touch with me, something horrible has happened, text me. A lot of the times though too, I think about it and people are like, what if, some, what if an emergency arises? Well, what could be Unless so, you're dying. Not even that. Not even if you're dying. And what this am, sounds. What do you want me to do for you? Yeah. 
and, and and I don't want to sound sadistic, like, oh, you know, what if I'm dying? You're not going to fucking answer. I'm like, even if you're dying, I'm not a doctor. I was an EMT. I'm not an EMT anymore. I'm a firefighter. You're not even around me. Yeah. There's literally nothing I can do. So the best thing to do, if it's a serious emergency, call 911. If it's a financial emergency, you're not going to die. It could wait till tonight. It's a or financial we, emergency. I don't know. You ran out of money. You're fucking... You're, the bank let you know you're foreclosing on the house. Whatever it is. And what can't be resolved the next morning? Exactly. It, there's <laughs> what nothing do you want me to do about it 10 o'clock it, at night? Exactly. I'm like, there's nothing we can do. Like, what are you going to stress over? I used, and I have so many friends that they freak out about this shit. Like, now, if you have a deadline and you knew about it and, wow. you, didn't, and you failed to meet the deadline, I don't feel that bad for you. And I've been in that situation, well, that's a too. different story. But, you know, I used to get phone calls at 11, 12 o'clock at night. Oh my God, this happened. I need you to do something about this right away. And it's like, it's 12. And I used to freak out about it. And now I just, I just respond at 9 30, 10 o'clock in the morning going, okay, let's, let's get this done. Yeah. Because what's the difference between 11 o'clock at night and why, yeah, why am I going to lose sleep over your issue, first of all, because you failed to let me know about something? And two, the bank isn't taking, is not knocking <laughs> yeah. on your fucking door at midnight. Who, who am I calling? <laughs> <laughs> Nobody's in the office right what, now. What do you want me to do about it? Yep. And and I even if it is my mistake, even if it's something that I didn't do or something that was was just overlooked, and that does happen, you know, things get overlooked, mistakes happen. I mean, I try to fix them as best I can, and I'll do, I'll go and do. If I make a mistake or there's a mistake or there's a problem, I will go to bat for you. I will go above and beyond. I will make things happen, but I can't do it at eleven thirty at night. Nobody's around to do it with. I, so you got to wait till nine o'clock the next morning anyway. Yep. People don't get it. Well, I think they get it. I just think it's there's too much access, and and that's that's yeah. that's the issue. I th- yeah, and I think it's back to training. If you fucking training, you go to that thing, and people know because I answer emails at two, three in the morning sometimes. Like I wake up, go oh, to you know bathroom. what this boundaries. That's the word, boundaries. That is good. You've gotta set boundaries. A lot of people I know, they have to, uh, they teach they tell people, look, I respond twenty four hours on an email, right? And I'm like. And it's definitely different in the IT field because if you don't answer in fucking 15 minutes, I'll tear your head off. Maybe an hour at most. But if you don't get back to me in an hour, I'm getting pissed because I know that everybody in the IT field lives on a computer. Whereas a CPA, I get it. You're doing paperwork. But it's, You're but doing- it's, it's about this. You, you could do the same thing. It's about setting boundaries, right? Yes. So you set up the boundary. You say, listen, if you email me between 9 a.m. and 3 p.m., I will get back to you same day, Right. I'll get back to you by 5 o'clock. But if you email me after 3 p.m., I'm probably going to get back to you the next morning, right? Or 4 p.m. or mm, whatever it is. I like that. And that's your boundaries, right? That's lo- your thing. Yeah, a lot of the people and, and, I listen to. You know, I tell people I – I started telling people, listen, listen I, I love you guys. I love you all. But, you know, after 5.30, that's my kid's time, you know? If mm-hmm. you call me after 5.30, just leave a message. I'll call you back tomorrow. Yeah. You email me. It's an emergency I'll text see me. you in the morning. But what kind of emergency is going to happen at 5.30? Unless you're dying, in which case I can't do anything for you. Absolutely, absolutely. So again, if for me, you would just be, hey, you want to do a podcast? You around anytime? Like I don't want to bother you. No, no, you could text me. Absolutely, you can absolutely text me. But you know, these are people that you know I'm not friends with that are you know that are that are asking me for things, and you know it's there's got to be boundaries. There's got to be you know set so that you say, listen, here's here's where I am, and outside of that, these are the rules. And you know, I have a friend who I'm really close with. She's great. She's a business coach, mm. and she's awesome. And, in fact, you should have her on your podcast. I'm gonna, up. Her name is Tara Newman. She's amazing. Okay. And uh, I, I love her. She's great. 
and she's taught me a lot. And, uh, you know, she has great boundaries, you know, she, she will not respond to texts if she doesn't, you know, if she's doing something, if she's busy, I might not hear from her for 24 hours, Holy you know, shit. and we're friends. Yeah. And, and, uh, you know, I'll text and say, Hey, what's up? And then nothing because she's got such, she's got it set up such a way in her life that she's doing whatever she's doing. She's focused on that. She doesn't take away that's from awesome. what she's doing. And I think it's fantastic. I mean, that's the kind of thing I want. You yeah. know, who doesn't want that? Absolutely. I text message. I always answer emails. Usually texts. Once, once I'm out of the office, right if I see it's something kind of important or something that I want to help somebody out with, not saying I don't want to help people, but if it's something that like I want to help you out with or we have a really good relationship like that and I see the email come through or you have a quick question about something and I know you're in the office and I can hit it back in 30 words or less. I'll 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 hit you back with a text. Sure, Sometimes people work late and they they have a quick question about something. And and as lo- but as long as I'm not doing something that's occupying my attention. If I'm sitting there playing a video game and I look down I'm like, "Ah, you know, oh, I got a quick email." I'll bang it out. Yeah. If it's something easy, I'll bang it out and in the 30 seconds I have between let's say a death in a in a video game. <laughs> but if like some of these times sometimes I get an email and it's like deep yeah it requires like, some thought yeah and i'm like not even thought it requires a full analytical process that i have to go through <laughs> of like what works what doesn't work because it's it every environment's different what do you need how, like all these different factors that i have to take into play like how many poe phones do you have how many computers do you have what kind of internet flow do you have where are, where are the bottlenecks in the network how many switches do you have how many what kind of router do you have can it handle all this like all these different things come into play and i'm like this this needs to now this this cannot be answered on a cell phone. Right. This is a full process exactly. that I have to move to the office where I can have three screens, I can lay out all the data, and then I can give you a full breakdown of what you so, need. So today I was running around, I had a bunch of meetings today and it was a crazy day and I was going back and forth in an email with this one person and he was asking me a question, I'd answer the question, then he'd come back with another question, then I'd answer that question, then he'd come back with another question. And after about Eight back and forth emails. I finally just said, "Listen, is there a time next week that we can get together?" That's what and I meet? say. And and because honestly, why don't you put all the questions that you have in like one thing, mm-hmm. send it to me, and then I'll look at them. I will put together whatever information I need to put together to give to you, and then we can talk and have a whole conversation on the phone. Because this back and forth thing, it's not, not working, working for me. Yeah, and that's when it gets to be beyond email. That's when it gets to be beyond. Yeah. Come you know, to my office, that. sit down. Why don't you come here, we relax, we talk, we get this straightened out, and we figure it out instead of you and Bring all your questions. question after question to me over the course of two hours. Just either put them all down and answer, ask them, or just let's just sit down and talk face-to-face and we could get it all squared away. And In not, a tenth of the time. <laughs> right. And then we don't have to have like a ten-email chain of, of bull crap. It's, dude, it's <laughs> nuts, man. It's nuts. Yeah. So let's check in on here. Oh, let's check We're in. fucking yeah. done, bro. We are? That's it. Are we like two hours? Do we make no, two hours? No, no. Oh, my God. We could. I have to piss like a racehorse. Oh, you do? That's why I'm about to call it. Okay. And we're at an hour and f- oh, we're just shy of an hour and 40. Oh, my God. This will be after intro and outro. Probably like close to an hour 50. Can we just cut DJ Squids? Yeah, we can cut him. <laughs> I got to do the outro, though. Cut that Swedish bastard. <laughs> We can he's, bre- he's a we nice can man. He we can out. we can Brexit that guy. Oh God, Brexit! That's <laughs> Even though he's not from UK, he's from Sweden. Whatever, fuck it. Yeah. Um. All right. So, any final words? How do people find you? Okay. So, 
since we talked so much about Chrysler <laughs> this time again. <laughs> you talk a lot about being a CPA, though. I, I do. Well, I, you know, this is my life. I, I, let me just – I'm going to talk about you, Harrison. Harrison is the man. This guy is awesome. He really cares. And I, you know what? I only met him twice or three times in my life. I, yeah. That's true. Yep. And I, you know what? There's there's maybe a handful of people in my life that I've ever met and and really like keep in touch with and really enjoy being around. And it's just, you know, Harrison is one of those people. So thank you for having Appreciate me. That, man. And uh, so Kreitzman and Kreitzman, certified public accountants. Uh, that's me. I'm Josh. Uh, hook us, hit us up. We're in Hop Hog, but we travel all over Long Island, and we're looking to help people grow their businesses. We're looking to help people uh, help their businesses prosper. We're help, looking to help people grow their wealth, and and we the way we do that is we go in with advisory services, with with consulting, with reporting. We do uh, um, accounting accounting reports. We do write ups. We can we can sit there and look at your processes and audit your processes and tell you a better way to do something. Um, and, and we also, we do tax returns, we do trusts and estates and everything in between. And if you have a question, whether it's, you know, about your business or financial or about your life, ask it because if I can't help you, I may be able to find someone who can help you. And that's what I do, right? I'm a connector. I get people from A to B. And that's, that's what I do. So Kreitzman Kreitzman, we're in Hopog. Uh, you can uh, look us up on the interwebs at KreitzmanCPAS.com, KreitzmanCPAS.com. Find us on pace, Facebook at KKCPAs, uh, at KKCPAS, KKCPAs. Or you can call us, 631-582-6060. Or find me on the street. I, I work at night on the well, corner in Hopog. I'm over by the, the taco place. So come find me. I'm wearing the skimpy dress. <laughs> I love it. I always like to end on a crazy note, so there That's you go. That's cool. La! That's cool. Um, all right, guys. So thanks for tuning in. Appreciate the fuck out of all of you for, for listening. Um, got some crazy news. August 10th, I have officially decided to launch the Draft Top giveaway, that little fucking thing that I slice the tops off of beers with. That will be going up for giveaway on, on August 10th till the last day at midnight in september and what do you have to do for this you just have to go to the website link that i will i will tweet out i will put on my instagram my facebook if you don't follow me that's where you can get it uh it will be on facebook i gotta figure out what the name of it's gonna be yet but i've officially come to the dates i've gotten everything worked out that's where you can go you got to enter your name phone number uh not phone number name and email address i think there's an option for phone number if you want to include it um and then i will announce the winner on uh, probably like a day or two after once I go through and, and check to see who's actually followed me on all the things to make sure that the criteria works. Because uh, they got to follow me on Instagram and all that shit and I, whatever to make sure they win it. Um, and and you're writing a book. And I am writing a book. book's not going to be done till later. But I'll, so lazy millennial piece dude, of... Dude, I did not realize how fucking hard it is to write a book. <laughs> it is so hard to write a book. You mean it's not just like putting pen to paper? It is, but like... I'm like trying to dump my brain into the computer to type it all out. And then I'm like, all right, good. I have enough information on this that I can remember what I need to talk about. Let me go to the next one. Let me just keep hammering, hammering, hammering. And then I'll just refine, 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 refine until I get to where I want to be. So I'm just trying to like dump my brain into the computer. And then I'll glaze over, chop, cut, paste, edit, add, whatever it is. Into it's, each part. it's in the computer. Yeah, it's in, it's in the interwebs. Nice. Um, and then lastly... This podcast is sponsored by the Nerds That Care. Um, 
they're doing everything from data backups to um, help desk support, everything in between. I shouldn't be saying um because I fucking work for them. But they're the shit. If you have computer issues, you call the people that fix them. You don't go to Best Buy, who has no idea what you're doing at the office. They're cutting the geeks, by the way. I am cutting the geeks. No, no, Best Buy. Oh, are they really? Yeah, yeah, they're firing them. I had no idea. Yeah, they're gone. Really? Yeah, yeah. Don't get me wrong. They probably weren't bad for what they're doing, but they're made for personal stuff. If you... If you run a business, you need a CPA. You run a business and you use computers, you probably need an IT firm. And they will work with you to make sure that you're running optimally. Every business runs on computers now. If your computers are down, you're losing money. That's what I try to tell people. And most of the time they understand, but sometimes they're just like, I'll go back to the Stone Age and use pen and paper. I'm like, you do that. You're obviously not a good <laughs> fit for us. That's okay. But we that's what they deal with. You need to be up and running all the time or you're losing money, and that's what we help you do. We will keep you at the near 100 or 100 percentile of always functioning, keeping your your data secure, keeping the viruses and bad shit out of your system, and and making sure everything runs smoothly. That's what the nerds do. So to summarize, you're the nerds that care. We are the nerds that care, yeah. I say we because I work for the company, but the uh, they sponsor the podcast. They help me out, so appreciate them a lot. On that note... I'll see y'all fuckers tomorrow. I got a show coming up with my friend, um, oh God, Nina Roman. Took me a second to remember that one. Because I almost said somebody who was on last week, and I was like that, or two weeks ago, and I was like, that's not the person. Um, She's a great friend of mine. Look forward to seeing you guys all then. And until then, peace.